Welcome back, Linka Podcast. Uh, today we have Ben again, uh, Ben Corliss. Uh, so what's been going on since last time we talked to you, man? Uh, since last time I uh, got my app launched, I was, I was uh, just finishing up the last time we were on, so we got that launched. And that's been really going well. We've had it uh, going for about a month now. I got you. Um, yeah, so I downloaded your app, and um, I'm actually going to start using it tomorrow. I was going to try to lie oh, and say I've been using it, but... My co-host Tony is not gonna let me fly with that shit. You already know how he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what everybody's doing. But yeah, you get to log uh, log progress, do check-ins, and everything. So it's really cool though because it, it helps me uh, follow everybody that's on there. And then we have the chat feature on there, so when people have questions, um, they can hit me up. Or you know, if I see uh, you know, some really good changes in them, I can let them know. Yeah, what's awesome? Or if somebody's oh, not following me. Then I can uh, reach out to them there too, and and, uh, uh, and say, hey, what's going on? So it's it's cool because it allows me to really work with so many more people. I have uh, seventy five clients on there right now. Holy uh, shit! From all over the place. So yeah, and that's just after the first month. So it's been going real well. Um, it's been cool because yeah, they, uh, they get to follow along with all the the video tutorials and everything. So it's like having me there with them at the gym, and then you know I can actually keep in touch with them. When they message me on there, it just comes straight to my phone on my app, uh, like a text. So, uh, like, yeah, literally, just that's what I do. I hang out and work on that. I still have my, you know, in-person clients and my online clients as well. Uh, but yeah, that's a big part of what I do now is just work with uh, those people all over the world doing that. Well, I really think it's awesome that when we send a message, it, it's actually because I remember when I first signed up, you, uh, I got a message from you. I just thought it was a bot, you know, and you're like, no, this is really Ben. So. Feel free to reach yeah. out with any questions and stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I do have like a, a copy-paste message that I send to people when, you know, they download the app but haven't uh, uh, haven't set up on a program yet. So I have a, a message that I've typed out and saved in my notes on my phone, but then I copy and paste it in there because I am saying the same thing to every person, uh, but it is actually me sending those. I don't have anything automated that's doing that. So when I send the message, I'm actually the one sending it um, regardless of what it is. And then for sure, when you message me back, you're actually talking to me, <laughs> nobody else. Yeah, that's legit. Because, you know, most people, they just have like a, I don't I don't know how it works, but I'm assuming when you email or where you send a message, like it's just like a pre-programmed thing. Is that something that people do? Like, what am I talking Yeah, there, just said, there are like definitely automated systems and stuff like that. And there's even ones for Instagram too, where, um, I, I don't know exactly how it works. I don't use it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it's something with, even with Instagram where um, if there's some sort of algorithm. So when somebody says, you know, ask you a certain question, because we do get a lot of the same questions to be fair, um, but you can set it up in a way where it'll have like an automated response. And then same thing. Like I do get a lot of the same questions. So I do have in my notes on my phone, um, like a frequently asked questions uh, note where I can go in there and it has like, you know, what do I eat? Or when people ask me, um, where do I find, you know, a certain workout? And I tell them you know, where to find it on my page. I have certain things that I answer a lot. So I do have some copy paste stuff okay. there. But yeah, same thing. It, it's still me that's responding to you. Even if I'm giving you the same answer that I gave to the, you know, 70 other people that asked the same question. Um, it's still me sending a message. So let me ask, how did you come up with the price of 15 bucks? Because that, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be this cheap. 
Uh, just to be fair, you know what I'm saying? I mean, my, uh, my coaching uh, stuff is a lot more expensive than that. So with that, I'm, you know, actually working with people uh, one-on-one. Uh, we do video calling uh, at least once a week, sometimes more if necessary. Um, I'm making adjustments to their diet, uh, customizing their programs for them, everything like that. So with that, I do uh, $1,500 for three months. So that's a little bit more expensive for people to work you know, individually one-on-one with me. But then with the app, um, you know, I priced it $15 because I wanted something that was, you know, accessible to pretty much anybody. You know what I'm saying? I have a couple people that I said, hey, you know, they'd ask me a question, I'd pitch my app to them, and they're like, oh, I don't, I can't afford it. I was like, dude, it's $15. Like, <laughs> which is fair. If you can't afford $15, then you really shouldn't be looking at an app. You should be figuring out how you're going to afford more than $15. <laughs> but that was my point is that I didn't want people to be limited uh, from access to a good program because of money. You know what I'm saying? And setting up the way that I have it, you know, the, the programs are, they're general programs. I have five different ones on there now. Uh, I'm definitely adding more soon. Uh, but there's different ones for different goals, different fitness levels. They're not custom to anybody, you know, of course. Right. So there, there is that part of it. But they're still good, you know, general programs. And to be honest, unless you have something that's like really wrong with you, you know, like some sort of major injury or something like that, or you have, you know, a very specific, more elite goal, you can be fine on one of these general programs. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're, you know, trying to compete in, you know, a sport or something like bodybuilding, powerlifting, something like that, or, you know, other sports as well. Um, then you might want to work with somebody individually, um, get on something that's more designed for you and what your weaknesses are. Uh, you know, so you really do that. But that's when you're really trying to take your performance to uh, a whole other level. But for most people that just want to get stronger and look better, one of these general programs is going to be what you, you don't need something that's that custom and putting your money in the best is not going to be as much of a benefit. And at the same time, though, with that chat feature on the app, everybody can still stay in touch with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because I'll, not everybody has questions all day long. Yeah. What I like about oh, it, what I like about it is like, man, it, it, you know, you choose whichever, which of the five you want to do. Cause remember, I, I hit you up. I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to lose some fat and gain some muscle. You're like, well, either one of these are going to be fine for you. And then, um, you know, you just, just do the program. And that's where I'm at now, starting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, when you get on there, um, you know, each there's a there's a calendar schedule, so you know what workout you're doing what day, uh, and then what days you're doing your rest days, and then each workout for that day has um, you know a little picture of what the exercise is, and you click on that, and the video pops up, and that's where I'm explaining to you exactly how you know how the muscle works, how the exercise works, how to do it properly. Um, I'm demonstrating it as well. So the same thing that I would do if I was, you know, here in my gym live with a person that's just on your phone, you know what I'm saying? So doing it that way, you know, people can go through, you know, literally sessions with me, just like they would here, um, just with their phone on their own time. They check in, send their pictures to me, you know, it, it all uploads there, and then we keep in touch with, over the app. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit busy, but like I said, I'm not just chit-chatting with people on there yeah. all day long. And, you know, that definitely has, you know, as it gets bigger, I mean, we have 75 people after this first month, 
being launched. So it's definitely growing big and fast. Um, and people are doing really well on there, which is cool too, is seeing uh, the progress pictures and stuff and seeing how much people have changed in just a matter of weeks. So um, that's really cool. So yeah, as that gets uh, bigger and busier, uh, that's going to definitely take priority over stuff like Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because um, my Instagram, like the last time we talked, I don't remember what I was at, but I'm up over 56,000 people on there now. And yeah. so it's busy. You know what I'm saying? And, but right now, I still try to respond to everybody, respond to all the messages, comments, which takes a lot of time, you know. But right now, it's something that I still can do. I know there's going to be a point where I just can't keep up with all that. Um, and then that's where, you know, obviously, um, the app will take priority over that because those are people that are, you know, paying money for me to help them. So that's what it's about. Do you think you will stop doing all the posts on Instagram once your app does take off? Oh, no, no. I mean, I'll still do that. I mean, that that's not bad too. And then, uh, like, my wife helps with that a lot with um, like get, just getting the stuff on there. Like, you know, she does a lot of editing. My daughter hub helps. She's even learning how to do editing now. So they do a lot with um, editing the videos. And then my wife helps me sometimes with um, you know uploading stuff if. Uh, you know, I'm super busy that day and whatnot. So yeah, that Instagram's not bad to keep, you know, all the stuff coming, like the content wise. Um, that's just what I do, how it works now. Um, but trying to keep up with everybody's, you know, messages and comments eventually is going to be something that I'm just not going to have enough time for everybody, unfortunately. Don't forget about us, Ben. When you get big. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I was one of your first 75. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. get shirts made that say first 75 on them. But, but yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, someone, on, I was on a work trip this weekend and somebody was talking about this in the car. They were like, because I guess his wife uses it for a business that she owns. And she said like less yeah. people are, even though she shares more, she said it's reaching less people. There's huh. a lot of people on Instagram too, though. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's like a lot of people like, oh, I'm shadow banned. No, bitch. There's like billions of people on that fucking app. What is shadow banned? Yeah. Mean? Well, and the thing is like, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about, about Instagram, so let's just put that out there to start. But I do know that there are, like, algorithm changes when different things happen. And I know the big one with Instagram um, that's going on now, and that's part of what helped me really get out there quick, is uh, the Instagram Reels. Mm -hmm. So the Instagram Reels are, it's the same thing as TikTok. So it's Instagram's version of TikTok, and they're trying to compete with TikTok because that's the the big new platform that everybody's on right now. Um, so Instagram's trying to compete with that. Uh, YouTube's doing the same thing. They have YouTube shorts. It's just their version of TikTok. Um, so everybody's doing that. But uh, Instagram anyway, so they're really pushing the reels. So if you're posting just like pictures and videos, they're just not showing those to oh, as many people. Okay. So that's just the way it works. So if you really want to get your stuff out there, it really needs to be... Uh, in the reels. So that's, that's what I started doing is like, I do the giant set formats for my workouts, for my programs, all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, four exercises. Some of them are, are three exercises. Some of them more beginner programs. Um, but so I put all those together into one video and I would post it together to kind of show it was all one set with my plan. And those just didn't really go anywhere because they just weren't getting pushed. So when I just started posting each exercise individually, 
uh, putting you know way more videos out per day. And for that reason, they just really picked up and started pushing them out so more people saw them. And, you know, that's how I have some more people uh, with me now. I got you. Uh, on the app, it has, it, on some yeah. of the days, it has dots under there. What are the dots for? Um, that should be just like a rest day. Oh, okay. Or something. Is it on that day? Uh, so like, yeah, like so today, like tomorrow it has a dot. And then Wednesday has a dot, and Thursday has a dot, but the rest of the week doesn't have dots. So the wit you those are the rest days. No, you said which days again? Monday. Uh, so on mine, I'm looking at it says Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They have three dots. I mean dots under each one of them on those days. Huh, I don't know what that is. Uh, I'll take a screenshot of it and send it to you. Yeah, send me. I don't know why that's showing up on there. I don't know what that is. (laughs) But yeah, there's. So yeah, that, there's still been, there's been a few things that I've worked out on there. There's a couple of videos that were uh, skipping that we've had to get uh, worked out. So that's been you know part of it is just you know getting little things that didn't quite lay out right when it was designed or getting worked out. But it's all part of it. How long did it take you to uh, make all those videos? Like I mean, they're you know they're like uh, a minute each or something like that. I think. Yeah. Well, so we had my wife and I had originally. Uh, shot some on our own just with our our phone and just a microphone and some lights in the gym and they were decent <laughs> but that was our first experience with the videos and they were they were all right uh, but then one of my uh, massage clients he's a guy that I actually worked with at a 24-hour fitness years ago uh, he had a video production company so uh, he offered to um, trade with me for uh, every for training and massaging um uh, shoot those for me. So we reshot those in like one day over like four or five hours, I think it was. And then uh, they edited them for me in like a week. Uh, he had a team of like eight editors to just oh, bang them out real quick. And yeah, so we could get those back up on there. And then put, you know, getting them all loaded onto the app was, you know, some, some work. Um, I mean, they did tons of work in the videos, but yeah, getting them loaded on the app with some work and then building out. Um, each individual workout for each individual program and then putting all the schedules together. Um, you, have to, you have to schedule each day for each week for the length of every program. So it was a lot to put all together. Um, but now that it's up and going, it's a bit easier. Um, but we are going to be adding, like I said, some more. I want to put together like a three-day uh, program like bodybuilding program and a five day bodybuilding program that I can put on there um, just for people that want those days. And that'll be relatively soon because I can do it with what I already have on there. And then we are going to be filming more exercises here uh, soon as well, getting those done, edited and put on. If I want to do one of the next ones I'm going to do is like a a primal movement program, uh, which is for, you know, strength and mobility as well as it can be done in core conditioning as well. But it's just using your body. So that's one that could be um, a home program as well. And then I'm going to use that to add to some of the existing programs that I have to do more of like a conditioning uh, type program version of those. So that's going to be in the near future. So more stuff's coming on there as well. And the more stuff I get added, the more variety we can do, um, the more programs I can build out. So, yeah, that's definitely going to be growing. We're going to be adding a whole bunch more for nutrition soon. Um, so yeah, it's in the very beginning stages. It's still, I want to make sure that I have something good. Yeah. Um, 
you know what I'm saying? But I didn't want it to be too bare bones to where we launched it. And they're like, well, this is good, but it only does a handful of stuff. So that's why it took a little bit of time to get it going. So I didn't want to have something, you know, really good and solid that people liked and, you know, could get good results with. Uh, but I didn't want to wait too long to have everything have a perfect perfect because it's always going to be, you know, a work in progress. So how long is your program you're doing, Raul? I have no idea. I think it's like um, they're they're all twelve weeks, so they're all I set them up that way so we could do, uh, yeah, twelve weeks. That way you can fit, you know, four into like a year's time, and so you can recycle that same program. Like if it's going well for you, you can revert back to the beginning and start you know another cycle through the same program. You know what I'm saying? Or some people will do um, like one of the bodybuilding programs for twelve weeks switch over to the strength program for 12 weeks and then switch back to one of the other ones for 12 weeks, so on and so forth. So June, so yeah, if you ever want to change programs, you just message me and I get a change for you. So oh, June, yeah, sweet. June 27th should be your 12 week mark, right? So I think we should have Ben back on again to do a full breakdown oh, yeah. of your progress. Cause you know, you're going to be sending weekly pictures, That'd right? Cool. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Hey man, you know what? Both of you guys, <laughs> complain traffic, okay? Both of y'all, no, no, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so it's like, <laughs> but it's like, you know, like Tony knows my, what my mentality is on this kind of stuff. Like, it's like, so, you know, when I'm, when I'm on, I'm on, you know, but when I'm, when I'm off, bro, it's, I don't even try, you know? Like, so it's oh, all, yeah, I'm it, the same way. it's like an all or nothing like, mentality yeah. I have, which is very bad because, well, I'm like, fuck, man, you know, but when I'm in it, man, I feel, I feel good. And, you know, I don't dread, oh man, I got to go do this at the gym today. Oh, I don't dread. I have to go do that or whatever. You know, it's just like, okay, this is my workout for today. It's an hour long, which is what? 4% of my day or something like that. And yeah, you know, boom, we'll just, just knock it out. And I will definitely send starting pictures and then uh well it's not you're you're supposed to do that it's no, not no, like, no 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 <laughs> there's a there's a skip now button on the thing when it has to be your photos yeah, you, can, you can skip it but yeah some people some people skip it that's okay um the way that i what i tell people is like like i don't you know i'm not gonna share them or anything like that unless um, i would ask you know what i'm saying i would always ask people like yo your your shit's good like can i share that with people um, so yeah, I would do it that way, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, I went to this pool. But the way that I put it to people is like, they're not, they don't want to do pictures in the beginning because they don't like the way they look, which is the whole point why they're doing it. Yeah. And I tell them like, dude, it's not, it's for you. Like I promise you in just a matter of weeks, you're going to wish you did that. You know what I'm saying? Because what they're going to, what happens is people start to see changes really quick. Then they start to look better. Then they want to take a picture because now they don't feel so bad. And they're like, man, I wish I would have had one from three weeks ago. This is what I look like now. And then they'll use that as their, uh, well, this was three weeks after I started. Um, and this is where I was 12 weeks later. But I wish I would have taken one in the beginning. So, yeah, that's what I tell people. Just take them. Even if you don't want to put them on the app, just take them for yourself and keep them in your yeah. phone. Like, not even for me. You know don't, you, don't you take photos, like, Sony? Yeah, I know even Curtis said that when we had the Keto Junkie on here. He said that he wishes he would have took pictures when he first started, but he didn't like the way he looked, just like Ben said. Like a lot of people have yeah. that insecurity part of it. 
Yeah, well, the point is, like, what is there to be insecure about? Like, you're doing something about it. That's the whole point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're just taking pictures to take pictures and you weren't doing anything, then that's a different story, you know? But you're doing the pictures because you're doing it. You know what I mean? And then sometimes you and, don't notice the difference until you see a picture of yourself. Because if you look at yourself oh, yeah, in the absolutely. mirror, you're like, oh, I don't see a change. Other people might see it, but you don't, you know, because it's like a, you know, you, you always notice your flaws more than anybody else does. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that you, you, part of it too is use that as a mental exercise. You know what I'm saying? Like at the very least, you got to learn how to love yourself no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the big things, like, especially when I, when I used to work in the gym and was doing you know consultations all the time, every day, you know, I'd always ask people, so what's your goal? They want to, you know, lose weight, build muscle, whatever. I ask them why. Uh, they want to look better. I ask them why. Uh, they say they want to be more confident. And that's what I always tell them. Well, losing weight or building muscle, that's not going to just make you more confident. You know what I'm saying? Like having a, bo- a better body isn't going to just magically make you feel better about yourself. A lot of times people then get caught in just always trying to be better, but in not not a good way, right? Like always trying to better yourself and be progressive and and. Uh, going after growth, that's good, that's healthy. But when you do it in a way that you're not good enough, then that's where it becomes very unhealthy. And that's what happens to people a lot is they they only look at their flaws. And so no matter how good they look, they're only seeing their flaws. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens a lot of time, you know, just back when I was in the bodybuilding world. Um, you see that a lot with uh, people in that industry. Is because you're you're competing and being judged on what you look like, yeah. And you want to work on your weaknesses to get better, but a lot of people have a hard time separating the emotion out of that, and that's where people get a lot of you know mental mental health problems. Is is that feeling of not being enough? So that's the big thing that I talk about with pictures is you know look look for where you need to improve, but look where you have improved, you know, and, and use that as an exercise in growing yourself yeah that's so true because like even if you look at it like from like a financial standpoint or <clears throat> excuse me like just like a goal like sometimes somebody's like okay i reached this now what's next because they're not they yeah, think exactly. that getting that one thing is going to make them fulfilled and generally that's not it it's something you need to no, work exactly. on in the inside of you to make you happy yeah and exactly yeah that's exactly it is and Anybody that's successful, no matter what they're successful in, whether it be um, building their body, like what we're talking about, whether it be building financial success, business success, um, sports, any of it, anybody that's successful, they'll all tell you that you have to, it's all about the process. It's not about the destination. It's about the process. It's about falling in love with the process. And that's what I tell people is, you know, how do you be successful in the gym? You have to like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go to the gym and hate it every time, for one, that's all in your mind. First of all, like you've decided to hate it and you're going in there with it made up in your mind that you don't like it. And that's why you're having a hard time because you think you're supposed to be suffering and you shouldn't. And if that's the way you're going to go about it, just stop because you're not going to be successful. And even if you are, it's not going to last because you don't just do it for a little while and then that's good. Leave it and stay. No, you have to maintain that shit. <laughs> you know? So... If you're set, if you're setting yourself up to do something for the rest of your life that you don't like doing, what is the point of that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, you know, that's why, you know, having a plan and a program and knowing what you're doing 
makes it a lot more enjoyable. When you go to the gym and you have no idea what you're doing, then that makes it uncomfortable. When you just get on machine from machine, you don't really know how it works. You don't really know what it's supposed to be doing. Uh, you don't know if you're doing it right or if you look stupid. Those are all the things that people worry about. You know what I'm saying? So doing that, yeah, it can be not the most fun. Um, that's why I wanted to come out with the app and why it's $15 but it's affordable is because then people have some, they know what they're doing, right? They know what they're doing that day when they go there. They know how to do it properly. So it takes all of, you know, that stress out of it. And then they're going to get actually good results because they're doing something that makes sense and they're doing it correctly. So it works. And that's what's going to make them want to stick around. When you don't know what you're doing and you're doing a bunch of shit that doesn't work and it's not getting you anywhere, that's why you quit. Yeah. You know, like on your app, like you tell us exactly what we're doing tomorrow or, or sorry, say for today's yeah. workout. Like, you, you know, this is the exercises you could be working. You can be working calves, abs, and say chest or something, right? And then like, yeah. okay, so we open up the that day and then, you know, you start exercise one uh, and then you just, you know, do the next one, the next one, the next one, and you start back set two, you know, boom, 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 and set three. But like it's broken down for you where if you just try, I think you'll be successful with it. I'm, I, I am. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't make you do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Um, but you know, if people have, are having you know trouble with, uh, I don't want to say motivation, but because I, I tell them that's not the problem. <laughs> motivation is just why you're even here in the first place. But with you know the follow through with discipline, if people struggle with that, I don't message. Let me know what's going on. We can work through it together. That's the whole point of it. I mean, I don't just chit chat people about how their day is going. You know, I'd like to do that, but I don't have the time to do all that. But if you're having, you know, mental struggles and you're affecting your ability to do the program, that's the big part of what I do. That's the biggest part of what I do, honestly, I would say, is helping people adhere to programs. Because knowing what to do is, yeah, part of the issue. But the way I put it to people is you can go find a good program online in a Google search in five minutes for free. You can find a good diet online in a five-minute search for free. You know what I'm saying? It's doing those things that's in the hard part, right? Knowing how to do that, you know, that's the other thing I tell people as well is, you know, I can write out a good program for you to do, but if you don't do the exercises properly, you're not going to get the same effect. That's why I want to have all those videos on the app. So it's not just do this exercise, do this exercise, and then you don't know how to do it or you know, YouTube, something that's not good. <laughs> um, that's why I have, you know, my own videos uh, on there. Uh, so, you, yeah, you do want to do things properly, but the biggest thing is adhering to them. So that's the thing, you know, with that chat feature where I tell people, you know, if you're struggling, let me know so I can help you. That's the whole point. So what is your program, Ralph? How many days a week? <clears throat> uh, mine me. is four days. And how many, how many, um, how long is the is it like an hour or 60 minutes? Yeah. 60 minutes. Yeah. Cause you know, it also, sorry, we didn't bring this up. You also tell us how long to rest for before we oh, start the next set. Yeah. So it's like, it's four exercises. And then, so four exercises, then you take a hundred and twenty, a two minute break. And then you start that first exercise yeah. again. So you're doing, yeah, that's a strength program. The strength program has longer rest periods. Um, some of the other programs have shorter rest periods. And, and so the thing is too, Use that as a guideline. I mean, do your best. That's what the program designed to be. Um, but I have had a couple of people who are like, man, I can't do 90 seconds. Like, and I'm, well, yeah, that's fair. It's, an, it's very intense programs. 
you know, people definitely let me know. They're like, holy shit, this is crazy. I was like, yeah, man, I'm not fucking around. Yeah. Like, it's shit that works, but you got to do work. So yeah, yeah. they're, they're intense programs. So and if you, and I did try to set them up. So with the giant set, uh, the giant set format, doing three or four exercises back to back, like we do, I did my best when I designed the programs to put exercises together that you could either do in one place or where that equipment is typically laid out near each other at a typical gym. So that's what some people tell me, like, oh, this one's kind of hard to do at my gym um, because things are spread out. I'm like, yeah, man, do your best. Or I'll let them know, hey, let's swap these two out. So I can make changes. I can make help people with variations. Or even like I have people that work out at home. You know, they're a little bit more limited what they can do. Um, they'll message me and we'll come up with variations. So like I said, you know, I am going to do add more to where there's like an at-home program, a minimal program, a bodyweight program. Um, so it can work for those people specifically. Um, but for the most part, I tried to, you know, pick exercises I started out with that are at, anybody can do it in the gym. Most of them should be close together. But if we need to make those adjustments, uh, we can. Um, but we were talking about rest periods. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you can't, if you need a little bit longer, when you're starting out, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you need a little bit of time between exercises to not die, that's fine. <laughs> you know, it does sometimes take some working up too. Um, but yeah, any any kind of questions, concerns, problems like that, you can always hit me up uh, in there. And like I said, that's my number one priority of responding to people is is through there. So I can answer those questions as quick as I can. As far as this cardio king that likes to sit in front of me, what do you recommend for him to do that? Because I know you're not big on cardio. No, he's cardio. No, he's I lifting mean, weights. No, but I'm saying yeah. you like oh. to do like an hour. <laughs> I didn't catch that. So this time I'm not doing no hour, right? So I'm gonna get yeah. I'm gonna get yoked. Pow. So you're just gonna yeah. do straight lifting weights. I didn't say that, <laughs> but no, like you know, why so, are you gonna go so, against so, a man no, that knows I'm gonna, what he's I'm gonna about. do exactly what this program says. So why would, does the program tell you to do any cardio? I didn't see any cardio in the thing. Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> no, maybe that's your answer. Yeah, nothing out there. So, and the, the thing is, doing the giant sets the way that I do, that is, you, you'll see, that, that is definitely a form of cardio. You know, and that's, that's a big thing. People are like, holy shit, I was not expecting all that. And I'm like, well, yeah, man, that's a big part of why it works so well so fast. You know, I have one guy that's put on six pounds of muscle in two weeks. Damn. Holy uh, shit. He started. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, people are doing real well, but it's it's intense, you know. And a couple of people, uh, uh, they'll get the pro, they'll get one of the programs, they'll see that it's four days, and they go, well, I usually work out five days. I'm like, well, you can do that six-day program if you want. Or they'll say, well, what should I do on the fifth day? Well, And that's why I'm gonna, I am going to come out with a five-day which is the same thing as the four day program. Mm-hmm. It's just split up. Different. That's the only thing it'll be. Uh, but for somebody that wants to do five days a week, the way that I would do that is so your four day program is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, take the weekend off, right? So two on, one off, two off. So a five day program, I would do two on, one off, two on, one off, right? So you work out two days, take a day off on the third day work out the fourth and fifth day, take the sixth day off, seventh day of the week, you start again, right? So 
your rest days are going to change every week. It's not going to be a regular schedule, but you're working out five days a week, but taking a rest day every third day. So I don't have that program available yet. No, that's probably going to be in the next week. I just have to literally have to build it out. There's nothing else I have to do or I just have to build it out on the app. Um, but that takes a little bit <laughs> to do. Um, but the reason I like to do that is because people really need to understand how important uh, recovery is. You know, even the six day program um, that I have on there, which is definitely the most intense. Um, that's what I do myself. Um, we, even with that, we do four on one off. So I never work out more than four days in a row uh, because your, your body needs recovery. That's how you grow. That's how everything works is when you're resting and recovering. So if you're just in the gym for hours a day, six, seven days a week, you're just beating yourself up. You know what I'm saying? What if somebody did like a hundred day straight workout program? What would you say about that, Ben? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, depending on what you're doing. Okay, let's let's put it that way. Depending on what you're doing, that that can absolutely make a difference, you know. Um, I know like the the 70 high five hard program uh, is super popular. That's definitely a good program, you know, by all means. Yeah. And you are doing, you know, 75 days straight, which one, that's not that long. You know what I'm saying? And they have the workouts broken up into two 45-minute workouts a day. Um uh, so that's not bad because you're not putting your body under stress for a long period of time. And then one of those workouts is outside, which is generally not going to be um, a high stress program. And I don't mean not intense, right? So what I mean by high stress is stress on your central nervous system. Okay. So heavy lifting is very stressful on the nervous system. That's why the strength program is four days a week. You'd never want to do that's like the max you should ever do for, for strength. If you're training more than four days a week on a strength program, you're not going to progress for very long. And you're going to wind up usually going backwards because you're going to be beating your body up more than it can heal. Um, that's why with the bodybuilding program being six days a week, that's, in, like I said, that's intense. Uh, and it requires, you know, a really good diet to make sure that you are healing. But like I said, that's the same reason why it's cool four days in a row, take that day off, and then another four days in a row. And so even with that, like that's the next thing I was going to talk about. Uh, what I've been doing is I haven't worked out at all for the past week and a half. What? And reason why, yeah, so the reason why is I was giving my central nervous system a break. And so that's something that's good to do when you're doing an intense program. Every like three to four months, for me it's been about four months um, since I've taken a good break of you know intense training six days a week and what i do is is, is hard you know yeah. and so i can just feel it in my body where like after the second third set of my workout for like a week and a half straight i was spent like it, after that it was just like trying to make it through uh the workout <clears throat> so i decided you know yeah i need to take <clears throat> just like a you know 10 day break let my nervous system down regulate let my muscles heal everything like that so then i can start back uh, tomorrow and you kind of get those like newbie gains in a way not quite like the very beginning um but that's yeah big thing people need to understand is that it's about recovery um the muscle recovery yes but also that central nervous system recovery so it's not just about beating yourself up as much as you can or doing as much as you can and more is not always better 
You know, that's a big thing that people like to do as much as they, they can and, and brag about it like it, it earns them something. You know, I had a trainer at a gym one time that I worked at that uh, she made it her goal to work out every day for that whole year, 365 days. And I'm like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> like, that's not something that you should do. Uh, it's, I mean, if you want to say admirable, sure, but that's just too much uh, stress on on the body. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, when you took your week and a half off, like, is it hard for you yeah. to sit, not work out, like lift weights, like heavy weights, to do like you do? Um. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, <laughs> like there's the boredom factor, you know. Oh sure. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I try to you know still do stuff like you know go for walks with the dogs and everything. Do low intensity stuff, play with them, um, things like that. You know, still working a lot, um, that kind of stuff. Um, but when we we're talking about like the all or nothing thing, that's yeah. When I was going to mention this to uh, Ben, because that the part that's hard for me. Like I am very all or nothing when I'm working out. You know, I'm just eating the right food. I'm just that's my diet. It's just the way I live. I work out, I eat this, eat that, work out, eat this, eat that simple. You know, when I'm not working out, that's when I want to eat just whatever and junk and all that kind of stuff. So I did, I had a couple things that would typically have, but not going like the all or nothing uh, overboard this time. So um, yeah, it's a little bit different. <laughs> like I said before, uh, having to take my shirt off in front of the world every day. Um, <laughs> yeah. It helped me stick to it a little bit better than typical. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's something I do still struggle with is that all or nothing is sticking to my diet if I'm not trained. So, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely ready to start doing it again for sure. When but are you starting back? I gave my body a break. What's that? When are you starting back? Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Oh, you're back on the yeah. track to get there. That's right. Well, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he looks much better with his shirt off than me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, how hard was it to get your app in the App Store? Um, it's not too bad. Like, I have uh, like a, a developing company that I worked with on it, so they like you know built out the skeleton frame for it and everything like that. And I added all my stuff. Um, so they're kind of like behind the scenes people. They're the ones that got it like loaded into the store and everything for me. Um, so, yeah, so that's where if I have, like, you know, IT problems, you know, the stuff that I can't do or can't handle, because I'm not, like, a software guy. I don't know what I'm doing yeah. <laughs> with that kind of stuff. I, I didn't just build the thing from scratch, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I do have a support team that uh, I work with on that kind of stuff. But, yeah, they're the ones that actually got it loaded in the store for me. Yeah, because I always think about, like, how difficult it is to get on Apple. Because, like, even for the podcast, it took a while for them to approve it. Like it was approved oh, really? by like all the other ones, like Google Play and um, huh. Spotify, and all them quick. But it took a while before we were on Apple. Oh no, yeah, ours went through pretty quick for that. I mean, I didn't take. They had it in the app store before it was ready. Really? <laughs> I was like, dude, no, it's not done yet. So um, some of the screenshots that were in there originally are not the ones that are in the app. They're just ones that they put together so that it could be done. I was like, no, don't do that. Uh, but it should be updated now. I haven't checked actually recently, but it should have the updated ones in. But I have to look. So, um, what did you think about what happened last Sunday? Uh, what was that? The Chris Rock uh, Will Smith. Oh, <laughs> oh man, 
Uh, it was just a whole mess of stuff. I mean, I, I made a couple of comments on it uh, on my, my Instagram. Yeah. And some people liked it, some people didn't. And my point was, all I said was, that's a visual representation of, you know, social media has made people too comfortable with talking shit and not getting slapped in the face, <laughs> which is, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't argue with that. I didn't say right or wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I mean, no, that's that's not, you know, I wouldn't say that's the right way to handle things. But at the same time, if you feel, you know, that need and you got to know, man, if you're going to talk shit about somebody, there's a chance that you're going to get smacked upside the head for it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's kind of like you would never have thought, Will you know, the nice guy, Will Smith, go up there fucking no, smacking yeah, Chris Rock around like that. You know, because when I, when I, we were at, we were where we, we were at sports, sports bar, bar, right? Yeah. We were at sports bar. And like, I'm looking, I'm like, this is fake. There's no way this is real. And then, you know, I yeah. watched it and it was fucking real. And, you know, okay. conspiracy theorists have come out with he put a pat on his cheek and all that stuff. You know, I'm like, no, man, this is like for real, dude. But uh, well, and, I mean, so the, the same time, so two things with that. So one, first of all, with, with one of yes, it was surprising with Muslim, for sure. But that being said, so when he filmed the movie Ali, they hit each other in that movie. Like there was no fake punches. Like all of the punches thrown in that movie were real punches. They're wearing boxing gloves. And in boxing, you get punched in the face. That's how it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for that movie, they filmed legitimate punches. Were they punching full power? Probably not. But yeah, they're all getting hit in the face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you can get slapped in the face. I mean, they have those slap contests. Have you seen that? Oh, my God. That was things a while, dude. It's wild, man. That's some crazy shit. It's, it's like, pretty funny. Yeah. It's got, it's, I've seen the one with this, there's two like, uh, like just normal looking, like, let's say like, um, middle-aged like ladies, you know, up there just looking plain. And then when they start smacking each other, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. They just deal with it at the Arnold that's Classic. Wow. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. If you get slapped in the face, you know, anybody can take that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't hurt that bad. It's just disrespectful. Particularly in that situation. So real or fake. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can you can take a hit. And I, I did see a still frame picture that came out um, where he was like, um, it, they froze it as, you know, he's about to slap him and Chris Rock is like leaning in. He's yeah, racing. Like, yeah. Like, you know it's coming type of thing. So I was like, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I could see the, the, the most truthful thing that I've seen about this whole thing was a number of people shared this post that said, had Will Smith not slapped Chris Rock last night, I wouldn't have even known the Oscars were happening. That is so true. And that's 100% what happened with me. Like, I found out the next day when I saw it on social media, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I looked it up and I, I showed my wife, like, dude, you guys see this? <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... It, was, it was pretty funny. The <sighs> best one I've seen was, uh, you know what the Fibonacci spiral is, correct? Say that again. The Fibonacci spiral. Do you know what that is uh, mm -hmm. in geometry? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, well, okay. I don't know it well enough to explain it very well. Uh, but it's basically um, this sacred geometry uh, calculation that uh, nature repeats itself in, in that pattern. So, like, if you look at a pine cone, the way uh, the, I don't know what they're called, not needles, but whatever, on a pine cone, they're spread out. It's in that same sequence. So 
Um, a lot of like fractal stuff that you see is in that sequence. But anyway, they put a diagram of that over the picture of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and the arc of his hand makes that spiral. And it's just, it's <laughs> Let me see, Tony. Totally. To oh, yeah. Knows what I'm talking about, yeah, I know what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> it's hysterical. But my favorite, yeah, my favorite meme that's come out with this whole thing so far is, I guess you can, you can't make fun of Jada, but you can fuck her if you want. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, damn. Yeah. Because he didn't get, you know, yeah, the, it's yeah. the thing is. Well, that, that's the other thing, too. That's the other thing, too, where people are like, oh, you shouldn't have done that because she did this. And I was like, well, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't, those are two different events, I think, you know. Yeah. And like, to each their own, you know what I'm saying? I don't know their relationship. I don't know that whole ordeal you know um, what people do what people forgive for what they should or shouldn't i don't that's not up to me to say you know saying because it ain't my shit so um, like yeah when i, so, when I go ahead sorry man no so that, that's just my point man is like you know i i don't people it, it, it's hard to judge you know what i'm saying well, it's like, funny that yeah, he laughed funny. about it at first, and then he got upset. Well, she saw he he saw her look. She, <laughs> she was like pissed because when so, he, when he was laughing and she rolled her eyes and sat back in her chair, dude, he wasn't being a cuck tonight. <laughs> I mean, he, if he wants to be keep on getting well, cucked, well, then here's the thing too. So, did that actually happen that way, or is that just what we saw? Mm, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, put it this way: one of the one of the other funny things that I've seen that came out. Um, it was a picture of all these different celebrities' reactions to that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's showing like their shocked faces, like they got pictures of everybody's face when that happened. And I thought it was funny, but there was at least three different pictures on there that I know I'd seen before. Uh, okay. So I was like, I know for sure these three aren't from that. So how much else is not from that? So that's the other thing that people got to understand too, is you only see what you're shown. And you know, it is Hollywood too. Way. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then, and that was my thing too. That I said as well when he sat back down and yelled at him. I was like, man, you could see like the anger in his face. I was like, well, then again, he, he did just win an award for best <laughs> actor. On yeah, <laughs> so he, he should be able to do that. Oh god. <laughs> People are like, people are like, oh yeah, Will Smith needs to go. He needs to go now. He needs to get canceled. Like for what? It's Will Smith, man. I'm not gonna stop not watching yeah. shit. Have <laughs> like, you seen the Saturday Night Live last night skit about him? Nah, it's really funny. <laughs> no. Y'all should watch that. It's some uh, some new comedian. I don't know. I never heard of him before, but uh, he was huh. hosting last night, and he has a a bit with uh, Will Smith and at the Oscars. It's really funny. Yeah, I have to look at that. So yeah, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, it's just it's wild, man. But like I said, it it definitely made, brought eyes to the grand. I mean, uh, the Oscars, and I found out the Grammys yeah. are tonight. So yeah, maybe I should like, have Will Smith on there. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. So you know what I wish they would bring back. What's Do you that? You guys remember Celebrity Deathmatch back <laughs> in like the 90s? yeah on MTV, dude? That'd be awesome. Yeah, Somebody made that. Figures. They could do a one off for this. That now with the shit that's going on. Oh my god, that would be the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny. so i saw uh i posted something about uh psychedelics and then you yeah. uh you commented on it so what has your experience been with psychedelics oh man like life-changing <laughs> <laughs> what was the so, first yeah, thing man, you tried I, I tried mushrooms about two and a half years ago i tried mushrooms and then uh, lsd after that um 
and yeah, man, it was it was crazy. You know, the first time was not a whole lot, and so for me, I grew up like my my dad was a doctor, my mom was a nurse, um, very conservative family. So I grew up, you know, drugs are bad, the dare program at school, all this kind of stuff, and so I always thought this stuff was like the worst thing in the world, you know. And then, um, you know, when my wife and I were together and you know, got married eventually. Uh, with some of our friends, she had done that uh, done before, and they had told me different things. And I was like, "Do you guys know what you're talking about? Because this doesn't sound like anything that I know." And it was just that was an eye-opening experience for me in the sense that all the information that I thought I knew was all from people that had no experience with. It. Yeah, and all the people I talked to that had experience were telling me something completely different than what I thought. And so when I tried that for the first time and realized, you know, how different this is than what I thought, I was like, these motherfuckers lied to me. (laughs) (laughs) All these people fucking lied to me, you know? And so with that being said, you know, since then I've had a lot more experience (laughs) with that and some other things. Um, But there's, you know, you definitely need to understand, you know, you know what I'm saying? You definitely need to, uh, and I'm very big about uh, using it for, like growth purposes. Uh, I've never really been a big party guy anyway. So um, using it as like a, a party drug is not really my uh, thing. But, you know, doing the work and then knowing how to use that stuff with purpose yeah. is can absolutely be life-changing. Uh, Steve Jobs has a quote, and I, I don't know it well enough to, to say it exactly, but it's something to the effect of LSD is one of the top three most important things he's done in his life. Or something like that. Oh wow, that's, uh, a, that's a guy to create a fucking apple. So does everyone exactly, is, is, is everyone's trip uh, different, or something? If you take the um, so if me and you took the same thing, would we have the same like trip? Or what? you talking about with mushrooms? Well, um, or, yeah, maybe, like, maybe not. So depending on on what there is too. So uh, here I'll give you a crazy one. Um, I did a pretty um, decent mushroom trip on Friday, like two days ago, right? And so we were just talking about, uh, I was giving my body that nervous break, right? Yeah. So mushrooms, let's put it this way. Mushrooms give you what you need, right? And it can be different. So I did the same thing. So I did a, a, I did four grams of mushrooms with a lemon tech. You guys know what lemon tech is? Have you ever done that before? Mm-mm. Is that so what you put it with, a, is, with the, like a tea? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, you can do it with a tea. So okay. lemon tech, you just, you take squeezed lemon juice and uh, usually you, you kind of grind the mushrooms up into a powder, um, put that in the lemon juice for 20 minutes and 20 minutes exactly is very important. And I'm going to tell you this part possibly wrong because I don't remember it exactly. It was just how it works, but something about the lemon juice mimics, uh, I can't remember if it's like the enzymes or the pH or whatever it is in the stomach but it starts breaking down and processing the um, psilocin or the psilocybin into psilocin in those mushrooms. So the trip comes on a lot faster, uh, a lot more intense. It doesn't last quite as long, uh, but it's definitely significantly more uh, intense. Wow. So I did that same thing like a year ago and had a very, a very crazy cool uh, visual um, trip, a very connected trip. Uh, with my wife, um, I had you know experience with my dad who passed away during that trip, so that was really cool. 
Um, but it was a very visual trip, one of the most visual trips I've ever had. This one I did last Friday, I did the same thing. And how I was talking about um, that nervous system break. So this time, it's like I could feel every single nerve in my body. And it was like extremely painful, but in a very blissful way. Like I, I could definitely feel that sensation of pain, but I was just felt completely good and happy the whole time. Mm. And then it eventually, that was like for about two hours. And then it just was like done. That was it. And then my body felt completely fine and refreshed after that. And I was like, holy shit. I just kept telling my wife, I'm like, I didn't know it even worked like that. How do people so, find out about this kind of shit, man? Well, that's been going for fucking thousands of years mm-hmm. as far as the mushrooms go. You know, I mean, there's, there's, uh, have you ever, do you know about the show Psychedelica on, uh, the network Gaia? Or do you even know about, uh, Gaia? No, I've never heard of it before. So Gaia is like the Netflix for like spiritual or science stuff like that. So mm. they have, you know, um, uh, not, I, they may have, I don't think ancient aliens is on that network, but they have stuff like that. So like ancient science, they have stuff about like the pyramids on there. There's stuff about uh, uh, spirituality things. There's stuff about, about psychedelics. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like Netflix of just that. So it's it's really cool. It's through Amazon. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, you should be able to access it through there. Um, but yeah, that, they're definitely a way cool network with um, tons of really really good information. It's called That's Gaia. At least for me, Gaia G A I A. Have to look this up. A I A. Yeah. So Gaia is a name for Mother Earth, is what that stands for. Oh, okay. Uh, that's why they call the network that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Man, that's, that's a really dope network. You guys should definitely check that out. And there's a show on there called Psychedelica. Um, they go through in every episode. is like, I think, a half hour or 45 minutes. And they go, they break down every single different uh, psychedelic. But the reason I brought that up is talking about the mushrooms. They have a whole episode on mushrooms. But they have a whole episode on psychedelics in religion and they show different um, pictures of jesus depicted with mushrooms uh they talk about how stained glass in cathedrals has been modeled after visuals on psychedelics oh, and a shit. lot of the yeah, uh, stories in in a lot of religious texts are believed to well some of them state it <laughs> just in the text but a lot of them are also believed to have um been from different uh psychedelic experiences where the, you know things like um, mushrooms and ayahuasca have been around for thousands of years something like you know LSD or something like that is you know been around since the 40s uh, but not as long have you tried ayahuasca yet ayahuasca no I have not done that <laughs> um, I do I do know a, a guy that um, he he has a, um, a church here in town an ayahuasca church where He's gone through whatever channels to uh, be able to do it legally um, as a religious experience or something like that. I don't know exactly how it works. Uh, but I haven't done it yet with, with that. Um, he, he does like ceremonies. He has like someone that's experienced in running that come through. Um, they have a big teepee that they set up and do um, like a whole uh, ceremony with people. Uh, not quite once a month, but once every couple months um, out here in Colorado. 
Um, so there's that. Um, but I just, I don't, I want to do that with a, you know, do, do the ceremony, but I want to do it with a group of people um, that I know that I'm close with and kind of have that. I don't really want to do that experience with people that I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause uh, so I know. do have a group, um, but a lot of us are in different states. So it would be a matter of, Oh, it's finally being able to coordinate that all together in the same place to do it at the same time. And if we could do that, uh, that would be really fun. What were you saying? I was saying that you've done it. Yeah. And because you, you know, you okay, did. Okay, how was that? Man, so uh, I liked it a lot. My name is Tony. Anyways, <laughs> so I was like you growing up. I always heard drugs were bad, you know, like stay away from I was still afraid of my dad. So that was never an option. And then, um, like, I didn't smoke weed till maybe like 2016 or something like that for the first time. And so I did that. Yeah. And then my buddy hit me up. He's like, hey, I got some mushrooms. You want to try them? And I'm like, okay, sure. And so he's like, do these two and then just like chill or whatever. But I heard you're supposed to do it in nature. That's like the best way to do it, apparently. But I did yeah. it at home in my room alone. So I'm sitting at home and I pop them. You know, I'm just sitting there. It's like a Saturday or something. I pop them. And it felt kind of like weed, you know, like kind of like a body high. And I was like, this is pretty nice. And then I remember laying down and I see, I close my eyes and I see this man surfing this mountain. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And I just kept seeing like <laughs> art floating like everywhere. But as soon as I opened my eyes, everything was back to normal. But then it got yeah. kind of intense because I couldn't sleep for like, it felt like six hours, man, like four to six hours. I was just yeah. up. And so I, um, like I said, I, I've done them again since then, and it's been more chill. But that first time was like super intense, so I don't know if it was just too much for my first time, you know, trying it. And then, like I said, I was alone yeah. and I was in, not in nature, and you know, so it could have been like because TV was on, so it could have been too much like outside influences like overloading yeah. me. Yeah. So yeah, set and setting is that's the biggest thing, you know, and and so my opinion with with psychedelics too and like legality and everything like that is i a hundred percent think that um i don't want to say everybody because there are people i don't think it's a good idea for with you know different issues and that's a whole other thing but i think it's something that you know most people should have access to Mm -hmm. because it is absolutely life-changing and there's mountains of research well not mountains there is a lot of um evidence you can't call it research because it's unofficial but there's a lot of evidence of uh, the work that it can do with PTSD, depression, um, a lot of things like that. Now, uh, since uh, 2020, they actually, uh, January of 2020, opened the um, Johns Hopkins uh, Psychedelic Research Institute or something like that. I may be quoting the name wrong, but something to that effect. But it's a, it's a huge multi-million dollar um, Johns Hopkins Research Center specifically for um, psychedelics and the FDA has even given um, mushrooms a uh, they call it a breakthrough um, something I forget what it's called breakthrough therapy or something like that which pushes it farther uh, forward to getting um, decriminalized legalized so to speak so that's something that is happening you know there's becoming a lot more um, information out there over the past couple of years to the general public about the you know benefits of of these things. Now, I, I definitely think that, you know, people need to understand their use. So I can understand, you know, being decriminalized, but being like fully legal, 
to where anybody can just go buy it from the store. I don't know if I'd 100% agree with that because you do really need to know what you're doing, uh, something like that, and, and either you know do it in a good setting with somebody who's experienced or the very least understand what you're getting yourself into if, if you're going to be doing that. Um, but knowing that and, and how to do it, um, yeah, absolutely. That makes a big difference, particularly with uh, mushrooms, for sure. Yeah, because I had a friend. He used to grow them. We used to live together, me and his friend, mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago. And then he was growing them. And then this guy that his dad hadn't met that lived across the street was like, hey, will you sell me the mushrooms? And he's like, no, I'm not going to sell them to you, but I'll teach you how to grow them or whatever. So Josh taught yeah. him how to grow them. The guy started selling them. He sold them to an undercover uh, cop. The guy came, he got busted. So then he said that Josh was his supplier. So then they raided the house. Josh ended up getting a felony for fucking mushrooms, which is so ridiculous. Yeah, man. It's something that grows naturally and it's fucking a felony. It's higher than fucking cocaine and all other kind of shit. Yeah, exactly. Which is, is so crazy to me. Well, they're decriminalizing Denver, you know, which is like an hour and a half north. But yeah, Denver is a city decriminalized uh, psychedelic mushrooms. So yeah, you can get, I mean, you can get all the stuff to grow them there just at the store. You can just go buy it. Uh, you can do that stuff online too. It's not hard to do at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, that it's it's crazy. I've heard that the town that I live in, Colorado Springs, um, I've heard that they're going to be decriminalizing all uh, psychedelic plants with the new mushrooms, weed, all that, um, sometime soon. So I guess the guy, whoever the guy is, is on is on board there. I've been told anyway. I don't know. This is just what a friend of mine told me. They said that he's all for it. So it's just a matter of going through the channel. So that stuff is it's definitely moving forward, which I think is is great because it, it can definitely help a lot of people. And that's part of the reason, you know, why it hasn't for a long time is because like you said, it grows out of the ground. You can't patent something that grows out of the ground. Yeah. You know, that's why uh, weed was illegal for so long and still is in some places. Um, that's why uh, mushrooms are illegal. Like all that stuff that you can just grow. You don't make a whole lot of money on that. <laughs> it's all about the bottom line with the government. Well, it's crazy. Yeah, like, it's crazy. you know, like weed is still, you know, you can still go to jail for real time if you get busted with like a pound or something, whatever it is, you know, like these kind of things need to be just taken away. Because now in Memphis they are in Tennessee, they might um, get rid of Delta 8. Mm. So, uh, yeah, um, our buddy Colin owns uh, Ounce of Hope here in town and um you know, he's sharing all those stories all the time about what's happening. And they're actually thinking of making it illegal. And then, you know, all these stores that sell it, what are they going to have to do with it? Like, they're not going to be able to sell it anymore. Yeah. Like, gas stations sell it, you know, everywhere sells it. Yeah, like I said, they're, they're realizing how much money is slipping out of their fucking hands. So they want to put a stop to it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, oh, I can't send you to, to, to jail for this? Let me make it illegal. Yeah. So then yeah. after I, the, the next thing I did, I tried DMT. So I did DMT. Okay. That same buddy hit me up. He's like my pusher man. I guess. <laughs> but he hit me up and he's like, hey, man, you want to try DMT? Uh. And I was like, okay. So I got, I was working that day and I left, went to his house, walked in the house. I had this music, like chanting music playing. I'm like, what the fuck am I walking into, man? <laughs> and they're all just sitting there and they're like, uh, are you, they're like, are you ready? And I'm like, sure. So 
the guy shows me what it the little thing that you use to smoke out of it looked like a fucking crack pipe, man. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to the room. Like I said, the music's playing. It was like just it's like kind of soothing music, but it's like, you know, it's like uh I don't know, like kind of like chanting, like what you would just like assume. tribal, maybe? Yeah, like yeah. tribal music or whatever. So anyways, we go Usually back like to the room. Slow. Yeah. yeah. And so we yeah, go back we go back to the room and I sit on the bed. And my buddy, he lights a thing for me. He's like, uh, inhale it. So I inhale it, and it hits the back of my throat, and it burned so bad. It felt like a chemical burn, man. It was like the worst yeah. fucking burn. I don't like the smell. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, God. And he's like, uh, close your eyes and lay down. So I close my eyes, and I just start seeing like kind of like what I saw with the mushroom experience, like a bunch of cool patterns and shit or whatever. And the yeah. music sounded like it was like right in my fucking head. And yeah. so it lasted probably like six to 10 minutes or whatever. Cause I guess they call it the businessman's trip because it's like super quick. And so yeah. uh, the whole time, like I said, my, my throat was still burning from it or whatever, but I'd like saw some cool shit that I normally hadn't seen before. So I go back out in the front yeah. room and they're like, how was your experience? And I'm like, I oh, was cool. You know, like minus the throat burn. And this one guy's like, nah, man, you got to go back again, man. You got to blast off. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, yeah. I'm good, man. Because, like, you know, it said that fucking burning was, like, intense, man. It was like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And so. Yeah, and that could probably, I mean, that that's going to be a lot of probably how it was done. Like, it was probably too hot. Yeah. Um, or you inhaled it too hard, too quick or something like that. Because that, that can definitely make a big difference. I mean, same thing if you're doing, like, a. A dab or something to smoke weed. I don't know if you guys do uh, concentrates out there. Um, I did that yeah, in Portland have... one time, and that was intense. <laughs> yeah. What What is yeah, that? a dab. I see people talking about it. My wife likes that. But... What's that? What is a dab? Like, what What is that? It's. Uh, let me see. If I guess. What it's concentrated THC. Oh, okay. So I don't know exactly how it's done or how it works, um, but. Somehow they uh, extract the THC from the plants, uh, then concentrate it into more of like a resin. And then so you can either use like uh, you know, a glass tube, they'll call a straw. Um, you heat up the end of it and then it kind of melts uh, that resin into a vapor and then you inhale that. Uh, and that's what you smoke. Or you can use a dab rig, which is basically like a bong, um, but you just heat up the, the glass, call it bowl. I don't know what it's actually called. Um, you heat that up um, so it's very hot then just drop a piece of that resin in there put a little cap on it and then it evaporates into vapor in there and then breathe through the water so that can filter it a little bit too and so some people that's what I was going to say with that some people will smoke DMT out of a dab ring uh, so you have it filtered through the water which would uh, cut down on that burn to the throat I haven't done that but that's what I I would like that's what I was gonna say too is I've done DMT a few times, um, but just like a, a one hit, like what you're talking about, had that experience. Yeah. Um, I haven't done a full blast off experience uh, because you have to do like two or three hits in a row typically to do that. Or you could probably do a real good sized hit from a dab rig and do it that way. So that's kind of what I want to do is is do it that way for myself. Yeah. So like when I went back the second time after the guy told me i need to do it again so i go yeah. back I go, this guy had been really experienced he's the one that got it all set up in the first place like my buddy has just kind of gotten new into it but this other guy is really you know versed in or whatever yeah so he gives me the pipe 
and I inhale. And this time I didn't burn my throat. So I, I, I hit it and I was, I heat, I exhale. I held it for a bit and then I exhaled and I just see this big puff of smoke come out of my fucking mouth. And then I hear the guy who's the experienced guy goes, Whoa. And I was like, God damn, man. Like, what the fuck does that mean? So when it, before that, when I was out in the room, I remember them saying that like your body vibrates. And I didn't experience that the first time. But the second time yeah. when I went back there, I laid down and I just remember f- stuff going up the tips of my fingers all over my whole fucking body. I had never felt this vibration or this sensation before in my body. Yeah. And then I closed my eyes and I remember seeing this flash and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I opened my eyes up and I was like, stop being a bitch, stop being a bitch. And I closed my eyes and I just, I literally felt like I went off somewhere. And then like I saw yeah. a bunch of patterns and shit. And I remember seeing like these little men climbing up like a, like a skeleton. It was a weird experience. Like that was one of the cooler ones uh, yeah. that I experienced. And then, like I said, That's I, cool. cool. I did, uh, I did ayahuasca back in, what was it? I think like, it was like fall September, of last year? I think it was September of last year. So I was going to do it for my birthday. My birthday's in July, but that didn't happen. So I ended up doing it in September. So I went out to this place here in kind of close to where we live. And um, they had a shaman and like like three or four spiritual advisors there. So we're all in this little like hut area. And uh, they're like, because the people, it was a two-day ceremony, but I only did one day. And so some people were okay. there on Thursday and I got there on Saturday. And so... All the other people that had already done it, you know, they kind of knew each other, whatever. And I was the only one. Well, I knew the people that were putting it on, but other than that, I didn't know anybody else there. And so I'm sitting there, and uh, the shaman's like, has a translator, translator because he doesn't speak English, but he's like, did you do any research on ayahuasca? And I was like, yes, I did. You know, I looked at stuff on YouTube, and I've had my friends tell me, you know, their experiences or whatever. And he's like, Everything you've heard is not your experience. So that was kind of like a set. I wasn't nervous, but it was kind of like a an ease type thing. Because like, you always hear yeah. like the people shit themselves, people cry, people, you know, vomit, yeah. you know, all these like horrible things that come out of your body. And so so I'm first we go, we they give you this. I forget what it's called now, but you you put this tobacco up your nose and inhale it. Oh, wrap it. Yeah, and that fucking that fucking sucks. It sucks, man. Like, what is this now? It's a tobacco, man. It's oh, like, we can talk about that, <laughs> dude. It's, it's rough. A, so it's man. called it's called it's called rape, and it's spelled R A P E, like rape, but with uh, the little line above the E. I forget oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, or some people will spell it R A P E H, like phonetically, uh, but that's not how it's actually spelled. But that's how it's pronounced, rape. And it's a blend of different, uh, like tribes and stuff have their, their own blends. Um, but it's a blend of, uh, tobacco, herbs, and ash. And you have a little device called a curipe that's like a little V shaped tube looking thing. And you put one end in your nose, and you put the other end in your mouth, and you give a little puff of air, and it blows this stuff into your nose. And so you don't want to inhale it. Yeah. You don't want to sniff it or anything like that. Uh, you blow it into the nose. And it it burns like it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> it fucking sucked. Because I was like, "Is this gonna be my experience? This is gonna be fucking <laughs> terrible." So I go back to my little pallet area, and um, there was probably like seventeen of us, including the shaman and the advisors in the in the area. And they were like, um, "All right, so everybody's gonna get in line and go get a cup." 
And you can come back and get more cups if you want to until the thing was there. Because I think we had to be there for like six hours or whatever. Because they said you couldn't leave. Like you, if you were there, you were there till we were done. So anyways, I go, I get my cup finally. And I was, my friends always tell me how nasty it tasted, but I, I drink it and I was like, this isn't bad. It kind of tastes like beet juice, like, like beets or not beets, but beef, like broth. That was what okay. I thought it tasted like. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't feel anything like what, what's going on. And I was like, just waiting for the vomit to happen. Cause people start vomiting around me. It was like a, like a chain reaction. Like one person would vomit, the next person would vomit. Damn. And this yeah. one lady she that was in there, she's like, I'm going to start crying. Sure enough, she cried the whole fucking time. And then, um, so then I was like, oh, shit, it's probably like my DMT experience. I need to close my eyes. And see, like my buddy had told me, he saw like this little orb that came down and like this little light. And I was kind of looking for that. And I never saw that. So anyways, I closed my eyes. And then I remember seeing kind of like the Matrix type green stuff falling down on top of me. Okay. And I was like, okay, this so is cool. fucking cool. And I started seeing like those patterns like I saw from doing DMT and uh, mushrooms, like just like cool visual type shit that you don't normally see in normal day life. And uh, I do remember. I felt like somebody was like lifting me up and I'm assuming that was the mother ayahuasca. Like I I felt like I was being picked up. And so I have a friend, that friend that um, I was talking about with the. Mushrooms, he had passed away, and I assumed that like I was gonna see him, or, like, but it's one of those type of things you learn you can't control, you're not in control yeah. of this situation. And so, earlier that day, I was telling Raul a story about my buddy Jim who passed away, and it was because we were over in this area where there used to be a club. And so, I was telling him a story about him. No, I no thoughts about seeing that guy at all. And I saw him in the vision, and like we had a conversation, but it was weird because it was him, but it wasn't him. And like yeah. we talked, but he never said anything. But we communicated. It's like the it's like hard to explain. Yeah, but it was very oh, yeah, trippy. Hard to explain. That's what you mean, though. And so, my favorite part of the whole thing—not even like my part of it—but like was we did a fire ceremony at the very end. So we all went outside, went outside, sit around the fire pit. And you, if you vomit, you're supposed to put the your vomit back to the earth. But like I said, I didn't I didn't throw up or anything like that, but. We're sitting around the pit and to hear the people talk about their experiences and how they felt like they felt healed. Like there were some people like, I love myself now. I I've beat my addictions from this medicine. Like to me, that was the most beautiful part about the experience, not even my own journey, but seeing how it helped heal other yeah. people. And like you were saying oh, yeah, earlier absolutely. about like mushrooms, like they're depriving a lot of people by not letting them have access to this medicine. They want to yeah, pump absolutely. you with this bullshit pharmaceutical shit when there's other stuff that can legitimately help people. Because we have a friend, Polly, who he did. Uh, he's on ayahuasca, I think, like two or three times now. And he's done a complete 180. For sure. I mean, he looks, you know, he, he was a bigger guy growing up and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, he was talking to Tony. Him and Tony have become really good friends. And like... <clears throat> They were talking and he was like, yeah, I started working out again. You know, I, he's, it's so for us, what he told me about his experience, he said, I saw exactly what I needed to see to get my shit right. 
Exactly. You know, so and that and so everyone has a different experience from it. And now he's like, you know, he's probably like, what is he like, one eighty five or something like that right now, or one ninety or something? He's he's under two hundred. I know. And that. he was, you know, when he started working out, he was like a so he used to be like five hundred pounds maybe, and then he's you know always was a bigger dude. Started working out, put some weight on, took some off, you know, keep on gaining, losing. But dude, he sent a picture to Tony and I like um, maybe like three weeks ago. Dude looks completely different. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, so, man, that's cool. And that's a, that's a big thing about it too, though. Is is so yeah, was particularly with uh, mushrooms. Like I said, I haven't done ayahuasca yet, so I can't speak on that one. But um, like I was saying with, with mushrooms, um, I had that that crazy experience. You know, literally two days ago, um, how I was saying it was so much in the body and healing in that way. And when I'd done the same thing like a year ago that way without a mouth. Um, it was a lot, much more of a visual thing. And I was seeing like with my eyes open, uh, I oh, was seeing, shit. like, you know, the little, little blocks, uh, the little, uh, wooden blocks with letters on them that you play with when you were a kid. Yeah. I was seeing like little tiny versions of that, like all over everything. And then I was looking at my wife and, um, she was like blue <laughs> and made yeah. up of these little ribbons that said love all over it, which was really cool. That's awesome. Like that's awesome right there. But I was like, man, this is not, yeah, that was with my eyes open. That was crazy, crazy. So that's what I did the same thing uh, this past Friday. Um, and I was, um, I was expecting something like that. And it wasn't, I mean, I, I was still seeing some like the patterns and stuff like that. You're talking about with my eyes closed. Um, and you know, I have some lights and stuff that I set up. I do a little bit. You know, I definitely am prepared <laughs> around my house when we do that. Um, so, yeah, I was seeing some some cool stuff, but nothing like that last time. But then it was a completely different uh, thing within my body of, of what exactly what my body needed at the time, which I didn't know that, that even worked that way. So that was really cool to experience. But, yeah, man, it's with that natural stuff, it really gives you what you need, you know, and it's not going to be the same every time. And it's definitely not going to be the same from person to person um, so that's yeah those yeah that's, it's hard you can't you can't explain to anybody really what it's like because they got to experience it for themselves it's like my buddy said he's like it's trying to explain color to a person that can't see oh yeah exactly that's a very good way of putting it that's a very good way of putting it um uh, lsd i don't know if you guys have any experience with that um that one you have more control with right? It's going to be a lot more mind expanding. So it's not going to have the same type of healing properties in terms of like, you know, um, like what the way the mushrooms do. Mm -hmm. um, but it really opens you up to like your subconscious more. So you can, you know, work through a lot of your uh, traumas and stuff uh, that way um, and process a lot of information very quickly is the other way that that works. Um, so yeah, I've had some really uh, crazy experiences with that, with crazy growth experiences with that as well. So yeah, man, I mean, like I would say this stuff is very responsible for everything that I'm doing with my life now, you know, same, um, working for myself, having these different businesses. Uh, we're working on supplements now too um, in the next few months. Uh, so yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff with that. And a lot of it's come from... Um, the things I've learned and worked on that I've, I've gotten through my experiences with psychedelics for sure. How long does the LSD trip last? Um, anywhere from like 
eight to 12 hours. Oh shit. So yeah, it, it's, it's longer, you know, and the big thing too, you know, for other people that don't understand or don't know this stuff, uh, the way that I put it with this stuff too, is it's also very dose dependent. You know what I'm mm. saying? That, you know, I, I tell people, you know, cause you hear, you know, about what an acid trip's like or what a mushroom trip's like. And you hear a lot of times like the horror stories and the one that though, that's crazy to me is people would talk about, um, you know, tripping on acid and imagining a dragon in their kitchen or some shit like that. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so it's, it's not like that. Or maybe if you did a lot, I have done quite a bit and never had that kind of experience. Um, but the way that I put it is imagine being like the most drunk you've ever been, you know, for, for someone like that. And then imagine thinking that you would get that drunk by drinking a beer mm. or two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to, yeah, if you drink one beer, you're going to have this experience. If you drink two, you're going to have that experience. If you drink 12, you're going to have a different experience. Same thing with, you know, the mushrooms. You know, if you microdose, that's a completely different situation. You know, and that's another thing we should we can talk about too. But um, if, you, if you do a little bit, you have this, uh, this experience. If you do this much, you're going to have this experience. Same thing with LSD, with DMT, all of that. You know, it really depends on what you do. So microdosing is another uh, big thing that, that uh, I think it'd be very beneficial to a lot of people. Yeah, Tony's buddy, always uh, telling me that he's going to microdose me starting <laughs> soon. He's like, man, you're just too hyped. Though. You're like, you're always talking and doing something. You just, you just need to learn how to chill. I don't know. He's yeah. like afraid. <laughs> he's afraid to do that kind of stuff, but he's done some Pablo type shit. <laughs> <laughs> so so kind of like when you were just talking about how, when you said, um, you know, it depends on the, the, the potency and like how much you do. I'm kind of thinking yeah. in my head, it's kind of like, um, for me, I can re- refer to as like when you're rolling really hard and like if you need some X and like you go, um, like, you know, you're peaking really hard and then you come down a little bit and you mm-hmm. start peaking again. Is that kind of, can I, can I, can I say that? Is that kind of accurate? That would be more similar to the mushrooms, right? Mushrooms kind of have like a wave. Okay. Experience where you know it's there, it'll be intense for like a few minutes and then less intense for a few minutes and then more intense for a few minutes and less intense for a few minutes. Um, so yeah, mushrooms are more uh, that experience. Um, LSD is going to be more like you're still going to have that build up and then that peak and then that um, you know slow down period just over a, a longer period of time, but not quite the same wave type experience that you're talking about or the rolling type. Right. But don't you feel like shit after you roll? Well, it depends what what's in the roll. Now you can yeah. you can feel like shit for one hundred percent, you know. But sometimes, well, I haven't eaten a roll in I don't know probably ten years now. But like, I remember sometimes when we used to go out, we'd get them, we'd roll really hard at the club or whatever, and then we'd come home. And sometimes the next day, I wake up fine. Sometimes I like feel like death. Mm. It was just depends what was in that X pill. That's so it. it's better to do it like on yeah. a Saturday and you have a Sunday to recover. Yeah, because sometimes, you, like if I ever did it again right now, you know, yeah, I would definitely probably need a day or so. Like two weekends ago when we went out on Sunday, yeah, I, I didn't feel. I mean, I wasn't like sick or anything when we woke up on Monday, you know. But like I was definitely hungover, hung, like not hungover, but like droggy and like you know, yeah. It just it seems like everything irritated me, you know, mm. like. But like, I would probably definitely need like a day or two to yeah. recover, one hundred percent. And that's that's a big thing too. Is is source is, is going to make a big difference. You yeah. And if you have something that's good quality, if you have something that's not not so good quality, because 
every experience I've had with um, with a you know Molly or MDMA um, like that is you know, where I get that from is very very pure, very very clean, and I've never had any kind of like bad next day experience from it. Yeah, um, but that's what the other one I was going to mention too that people have gotten um, tremendous breakthrough therapy with is using um, MDMA. MDMA, which is basically ecstasy, um, as a, a therapy drug. And so, do you guys know anything about that? Well, yeah, I, I saw that they are starting to use it. The VA started to use it for some of the soldiers. See if that can help them. Yes, they do have all the kinds so of studies what it, or whatever. Yeah. So the way it helps, so yeah, it makes you happy and feel really good. Yeah. Right? So that's why it's been used as a big party drug at, at clubs, stuff like that. Um, when you use it in a therapy setting, you can basically talk through your trauma or your PTSD, whatever you're dealing with. And it lets you go through that without having the emotional reaction to it mm. that you would normally have. So that's where they're using it with soldiers with PTSD is they, they take you know MDMA and then they sit there and they talk to, you know, a counselor, therapist. I don't, I don't know my terms that well, so I don't want to say the wrong thing. Uh, but they talk to whoever uh, about what they have post-traumatic stress disorder from. You know what I'm saying? Um, they've also used it with people with, you know, that, you know, had childhood problems, um, you know, rape, molestation, things like that. You know, people have talked through those experiences through that because, I, you know, I, I would like my mom to go through something like that um, to deal with. Um, the loss of my dad. Um, uh, I've talked to her yeah. about psychedelics before, and I've talked to her about mushrooms and stuff, which was a crazy conversation for me to have because, like I said, how I grew up and you know them being very, very against that. Um, but she had a a breakdown uh, last, not this past October, the one before that, which was four years uh, since my dad had passed away. She uh, had a really hard time that year with it because she hadn't really faced a lot of stuff. She. Um, would say that she pretended he's out of town, like on a, a business trip or something like that. Um, and so that's when I, I I brought up mushrooms and everything to her. And so she's interested, but you know, still having a hard time getting over her past beliefs on it. But yeah, I think you know, doing that and, and you know, obviously help her with it um, would be a tremendous help. So yeah, and they're, I mean, they can be used as party drugs for sure but there's so much like healing benefit and all this stuff yeah it helps so many people yeah i think that it's uh i think it does more good than harm you know oh yeah absolutely you know and that's that's where i say you know i don't think that just everybody should just be able to just go have access to it because you need to understand what you're doing and you're getting yourself into because it's definitely powerful stuff Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so when people talk about having bad trips, you know, I, I have a personal belief that there's no such thing as a bad trip. And I don't mean a bad experience, um, but you see the stuff that you need to see. And when you don't like those things, you don't like the experience that you're having, you know what I'm saying? Um, but anybody who's had really, you know, transformative experiences will tell you that a bad trip, quote unquote, is the worst or is the best trip because mm. that's when you're really facing your shit and dealing with your shit. And when you do that, you know, like if you take someone who's an addict, say, like you said, when you, when you have the, um, you know, the ayahuasca experience and people said that, you know, it, it cleared them from their addiction and stuff like that. Yeah. I imagine they, they went in there, you know, wanting help with that. You know what I'm saying? 
But if you take someone who's just taken, you know, some psychedelics at a club and they get faced with the fact that they're an addict and they don't like that, they're not going to have a good time. No. You know what I'm saying? But if you look at them and go, oh shit, I need to fucking change my shit, then that's a really good trip. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you need to, you need to know what you're getting yourself into and you need to have good intentions and, you know, do it for the right reason. And in, in that case, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very beneficial. Which speaking of that, that's where, uh, when you were talking about the, the rape um, earlier, uh, we should talk about that again. Cause I was going to tell you my, my first experience with that was like, I didn't know what, what exactly to expect. So I, I took the first side and it just hurt. The way I explained <laughs> it, it feels like getting water up your nose at the pool. Yes. But like times 10. Yes. That's exactly so right. Yeah, it just burns. It, it feels like your brain's on fire. And then the guy told me, like right before I did it, he goes, okay, so it's, it's going to kind of suck. And I go, wait, what? <laughs> and he goes, and you're not going to want to do the other side but you're going to have to because you're going to feel really out of balance otherwise. Yeah. And yeah, so sure enough, I did the one side and I was just like, Oh my God, this fucking sucks. <laughs> and, but I did feel like, like one side was fucked and the other side was not. So I'm like, yeah, I got to do this to be fair. So I did the other side and it wasn't as bad. Yeah. And so that was the first time. And then that was all. And I was like, well, that, well so the thing about it is it's supposed to clear your mind, which I will tell you that, after that was done, that like thought chatter that you have in your head all the time, most people probably know what I'm talking about, is just gone. Like you're just a hundred percent here in the moment, clear as fucking day. That I was like, holy shit, I've never experienced anything like that before. Um, so I was just like, wow, okay. So the second time that I did this was like months later, and this was with um my uh, group of uh, psychedelic friends, um, we were at this Four Corners camping trip. So we were at uh, this river and we were going to do a cold plunge in the river. And so we were sitting around in like a meditation circle before that. And we we're going around each doing uh, the rafe before. And then we we're going to go back and, and do a trip at the camp later that evening. So that was really cool. Uh, <clears throat> so the time I did it there, I was like not looking forward to it. Everybody else was like, okay, we're going to do this. I'm like, bro, I've done this before. I do not want to do this. And so the, the whole point of me doing this trip that particular weekend was about facing fears. So I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to do it. So I decided, I decided, you know, instead of resisting, I'm just going to go into it. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to let it be. And that's when I learned that the more that you resist it, the more painful it is and the longer it lasts. Mm. But this, as soon as you just accept it, like, yeah, this sucks and just let it be. One, it didn't last nearly as long. And then two, it turned into a very blissful experience. So that's the thing that I say is like now I do that before um, any uh, substantial trip that I'm doing. If I'm doing any kind of uh, decent amount of anything, I always do uh, the rape before. And it just really like brings you to the here and now and centers you. Uh, I've done it before a workout before. And it gets you really focused because you just have all that background is just cleared. So that's some pretty crazy stuff too. Uh, people ask me like, so is it like a high or anything? I'm like, no, there's a, it's just, it sucks. And then it's over. And they're like, why do you do it? I'm like, because the afterwards, man, you're just like, do you know what I'm talking about? Did you have that experience? Yeah. 
Yeah, like I said, I, after the snot and tears came out my eyes and I got rid of that, yeah. I felt like kind of just like a. I did feel kind of high though. Does it open you up like like like? It's like, like you feel so clear. Sensory? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I remember yeah. I laid down yeah, on my yeah. pallet and I was just like I just felt kind of like at peace before exactly. I did yeah, my exactly. uh, before I did my actual cup of ayahuasca. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool that you guys did that. That's yeah, that's exactly uh, where that's from, you know. And yeah, so yeah, that was that was really cool. Anytime I've done that before, um, doing any kind of psychedelics, the experience has just been amazing. So yeah, I'm definitely a very big uh, supporter of that for sure. Do you lift? Uh, do you smoke weed or anything before you lift weights? Oh yeah, every day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard yeah, like weights. <laughs> I'm not weights. I'm sorry, but like weed and like especially like jujitsu is like supposed to be really good because like real fluid. Like you feel oh, more yeah, stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know jujitsu, but that would be definitely cool. But yeah, that's that's why I do it is um, I can feel the contraction of the muscle back. Huh, that's so uh, wild. Man. So yeah, it just helps me get that mind muscle connection. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying that everybody should do that by any means, but it's definitely helpful. Um, I have a friend that um, he he owns a couple dispensaries here in town that explained to me. I, the how it works and everything in the body and i'm just not smart enough <laughs> yeah that. just he's like just do um, it ben just do it okay but there there is a way yeah there there is something about it how uh it actually does um help with uh working out it does in, enhance the the workout in, in some way i just don't know how to explain it so the other but thing for that, me my oh, experience sorry. is i get a better mind muscle connection with it. so the other thing that we talked about online was uh when we had this the medium on here and then you said you were into the same uh which is oh, yeah ricky yeah, yeah who, uh, oh yeah that's ricky right as well so can you explain so, yeah, that got, you, how do you got into that um yeah so i mean kind of through psychedelics in a way um in a sense that the through my experiences with the psychedelics really opened me up to the fact that there's more going on than what we just experienced through our sensory system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, so put it this way, this is going to sound like a completely sidetracked to the conversation, but I promise it's not. <laughs> okay. um, have you guys played uh, VR at all? Like the Oculus or anything like that? Man, one of my friends had it at work the other day and they were like doing it. And I, I didn't get, we didn't get, I didn't get time to play it, but dude, it looked like it was fun. Yeah, it's it's way cool. Like I, I have the Oculus, um, so it's yeah, we have that system, uh, it, and it's way fun. I don't play it a lot, to be honest. Like maybe a couple times a month, but it's it's way fun. So like with this whole metaverse thing that's going on and everything, all that shit's gonna get way better. I'm definitely excited for it for fun, but and I could definitely see how people get lost in it. Um, and I definitely am more about the real world, <laughs> but I definitely think there's a lot of cool stuff that can happen. Um, but my point with it was. The first time that I played that, um, you know, friend, same thing. A friend had put it on. I brought it over. I put it on and play this game, and it blew my mind. How so? The one I was doing was um, like you're on the space station. It, it's like you, you know your VR. So you have a headset on. It feels like you're on the space station. But when you start um, the loading area, you're like an astronaut just floating in space, like looking at the space station. You look down and the earth is below you. And I was standing on my floor and I felt like I was floating in space. And I was just like, holy shit. And 
that just wowed me to the fact of how like I just put this thing on my face to look at with my eyes and feel like I'm a completely different place. Like how easily my body was tricked by that. So that's, you know, to bring that back to the, the conversation we're having was through the psychedelic experience that I realized there's a lot more going on than just what we can see with our eyes, hear with our ears and, you know, experience that way. Right. Because that's what we consider reality is just what we experience through our sensory system. So psychedelics kind of open you up to the idea that there's, there's more than that and things like that. Uh, and that's when I learned about Reiki. Like I didn't really know what I'd heard of it before, but I didn't really know what it was. And, you know, I heard about like energies and the chakras and all that kind of stuff. The same thing. I didn't know what any of that stuff really was. And, you know, you hear a lot of like jokes and hokey stuff about it. Uh, with people who don't understand everything. And yeah, it's kind of goofy or whatever. So I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. But when I started learning more about this stuff and started to make a whole lot more sense, um, then I got a lot more interested in it. And that's when I learned about uh, what Reiki really was. And I went through, you know, I did a whole uh, course with that. Um, and I, I don't like practice it, practice like a business or anything like that. But, you know, I've used it with myself, friends, uh, my animals, and things like that. So uh, if people don't know, um, what Reiki is. I mean, the best way that I can explain it to people who don't understand is it's like the force in Star Wars, mm. so to speak. It's um, like a universal source energy that is in everything, through everything, all of that. So it's not the same idea as using the force in Star Wars where you can lift things and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's, it's a healing type of energy. So you can, uh, you know, project that. Um, through, you know, using yourself as like a conduit type of thing. You can even like, if you want to Google uh, Reiki images on Google and go to the images and they, they've been able to see this stuff. You can pick it up with a uh, some kind of um, camera. I don't know if it's a lens or what it is, but they have, they have a special kind of camera that can actually see this stuff. So you can see that it's real. You can see like what a leaf looks like, a hand, um, like an apple. There's all kinds of different um, if you look it up. So, yeah, I mean, it's something that's, you know, scientifically proven to exist. They don't know how it works. <laughs> they just know that it, it exists. It's been our, you know, people have been using this for thousands of years, but because there's no, like, uh, way to explain it, or science you know, doesn't have a way to explain it, that's where there's a lot of, you know, people are just like, oh, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, you can definitely uh, do a lot with it. It's, it's very fascinating and, and interesting how how much healing properties you can do just with with our own our own bodies well it's just kind of like what they say about um placebos like uh yeah, they'll give somebody a placebo and your mind makes you think that you're better you're healed exactly exactly and so i don't know that's, and, another and thing. that's the thing is and people act like that's nothing yeah is, that's the part that's so insane to me i'm like so you gave these people a drug and it did that and you gave these people nothing, and it still did that. Yeah. And, and then they act like that's the thing that, that oh, that person doesn't work. No, it seems like they work. <laughs> yeah. Well. If you ask me, almost too well. And it's, if you're if you're the drug company. Yeah, and my thing too is always like when people are always doubters about something. It's like how do you have so much faith in God, but you don't have faith like in aliens or you know like these psychedelics or whatever. 
It's like you can yeah. believe in one thing, but you can't believe it. That's so close minded to me just to think that, you know, what you believe is the end all be all. And there's nothing else that can do yeah, the exactly. same kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Without without experiencing. You know, I was I was talking about that, I don't know, to somebody the other day. We we're talking about space. And I was like, well, I mean, I was saying something. I was like, well, I don't actually know that. That's just what I've been told. Yeah. You know? And and that's that's the big thing that uh, you know, my mind was open to as well. Um, like I said, from the that the first time I did psychedelics was a, a big part about that because I realized everything that I thought I knew about that was definitely a lie. Yeah. Or not true. Like I'm not saying that people lied to me, but they just told me what they were told. You know what I'm saying? What do they so, say about history? It's always the the winner that gets to write, write the story. It. So it's like, yeah. uh, I mean, we're all just going off based off what we think somebody knows or experienced. Exactly. So, and that, that's exactly that's exactly what I was talking about. I was getting to is think about how much you know that the only way you know that is because somebody told you, yeah. whether it was in school or just a friend or some guy on the internet. But do you actually know that through your own experience, mm-hmm. or do you know that because someone told you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what's going on in space because I've never been there. Yeah, and I'm probably not going to go there. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What I'm yeah. Saying? Um, so yeah, like, there's a lot of places in the world I haven't been. I don't know what it's like there. I only know what people have told me. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's the thing. Is like, I'm not saying that everything is wrong <laughs> by any means, but you you have to be open minded to the fact like. Do you actually know something through experience or do you know it through what you've been told? And could what you've been told be wrong? Yeah. You know, because that's what happens is people hear something for the first time, a thing they didn't know, and they just adopt that as the truth. And then when they hear anything that challenges that, which could be correct, they don't consider that that could be correct because they just think what they know is right. You know, particularly if they heard it from someone that they trust. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because a lot I, of times could be like a parent. Yeah, because I know like two things. Uh, we had a guy on here who was in Afghanistan, and when it first happened, like the people over there, were like, why are these people over here? Like, they didn't know that we got bombed or you know the buildings got attacked or what have you. And then another thing is like what you hear about what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Like the Russians or the uh, the Russians are always told like the Ukrainian people are bad. So it's like if you're always fed this information about something, you're going to think the people are evil. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, like misinformation and too much information or not the right information is not always a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's even like what we're talking about with the the Will Smith thing in the beginning when um, we're saying, well, at first he was laughing. I was like, well, was he laughing or was he laughing at another joke? And then that just got put in there in between. Yeah to make it look like that you know what I'm saying? like you never know you know it's it, you only know what you're being shown yeah because there's you know? a picture online of like prince william and it looks like he's flipping somebody off but then from a different angle oh it's not yeah i've seen somebody that off. yeah you know? they did one with um uh thor bjornson and eddie hall you guys know about that whole thing oh the fight it was going on yeah the fight all that shit the drama what is this now uh the, the mountain? Yeah, this was, uh, the mountain from Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Uh, his name is Thor Bjornsson. Oh, okay. He was the world's strongest man. Um, I don't remember what year. And then Eddie Hall was all, he's another guy that was world's strongest man. Uh, again, I don't remember what year. Um, but Eddie Hall had a world deadlift record of 500 kilograms, which was um, a 1,100 and like three pounds or something like that. Wow. 
and uh, then Thor, his, his, his name's Half Thor Bjornsson, so he goes by Thor. Uh, he broke that record with 501 kilograms, which is 1,105 pounds roughly. Um, back in like April or May or something like that of 2020, I don't remember exactly, but it was 2020. So what had happened was he was supposed to compete in uh, some strongman show then, and he was going to you know go for this world record. And that's when you know all the COVID lockdowns happened, so all events were canceled. So that that powerlifting um, competition was canceled. So um, he ended up this other this some online organization, a uh, strongman organization, organized some streaming uh, world record attempts for different people. So he did uh, you know a, a attempt at this uh, deadlift world record um, at his gym in Iceland. Um, they had an official judge there, cameras, everything set up, all the place were weighed, everything was done, you know, the way that you would normally do it. But uh, Eddie Hall and a lot of people were trying to say it doesn't count because it wasn't in competition when there were no competitions mm. going on. So that created a whole bunch of, again, I'll say quote unquote drama because it seemed to kind of be a little bit of bullshit, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not in entertainment. Um, so anyway, after this deadlift uh, record, which he did, he did get the new world record. Um, they agreed to a boxing match for a million dollars each. So supposedly they hated each other and we're going to have this whole fight. And it was scheduled for like September of 2021. So like a year and a half later. And then that didn't end up not happening because Eddie Hall tore his bicep before um, the fight. So then it got pushed back. So we just had this fight like a couple weeks ago, something like that. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a whole <laughs> interesting thing. Have I you don't s- remember why I brought them up. In the first yeah, game. Thor Thor ended up winning, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he, it went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah. He trained a lot for it and done nothing but boxing for the past couple of years. And then Eddie Hall kind of looked like a uh, power lifter the first time he'd been in a fight. He was just trying to yeah. swing as hard as he could, and that was all. Have you so, seen um have you seen the Iranian Hulk versus um damn it, what's that guy's name? Yeah. Martin Ford or uh, something Martin like that? Ford. Dude, Iranian Hulk is bullshit. He's one hundred percent Photoshop, man. Because when he was oh, standing yeah. next to that uh what thing, what, what is his name again? Martin Ford. Martin Ford. When he was standing next to him in that in that weigh-in or whatever, that face-off they did like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Dude, he barely pushed him and the fucking dude went flying. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, saw I was that. like, yeah. "Okay, like, well, thank God for free. Ah. We can just steal the shit off the internet and watch it. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking pay seventy dollars to watch that shit, you know?" Oh yeah, it, yeah it, dude, I, I, I was. I wasn't gonna pay for the other fight either. I yeah, you know, it's just like it. It's like, how is this guy so little? And but you, when you see all these pictures of him online, now maybe what the people is his name? Iranian Hulk. Let me Google. It. Yeah. So Martin Ford. He's a big dude, muscular, just fucking tattoos everywhere, yeah. like, you know, super muscular and super strong, apparently. I mean, Hulk is just some guy that somebody doctored. Yeah, somebody just, <laughs> somebody just doctored him up and made him look like he's so big. But when he was standing next to him, man, no, he was yeah, tiny. He was yeah, that's it right there. He's tiny as fuck looking. Tony's looking at the uh, stare down photo. And like, dude, it's like, okay, homie, you better bring something to this, uh, like uh, put a knife in your pocket or something because you're going to definitely lose that fight. Wow. Yeah, and like he pushed him and I don't know it probably will still happen because they're probably gonna get paid a lot but like dude 
I feel bad for that guy because he's not anything yeah. what now maybe the people he was standing next to in the photos and stuff like that are like really really tiny Iranians or something you know like little people Iranians or something because yeah. like, that's why he make, makes himself look bigger in the photos but damn man I was like oh my god here we go yeah yeah that's crazy they could do something like six angles, two. Maybe two. but the other guy is six eight so the Iranian yeah. Hulk is six two yeah yeah which is probably tall yeah, it probably is tall for an Iranian person I, I don't know but I think they're generally not tall people yeah like you know like indians yeah. and like you know like all of a lot of us from over there like you know our people aren't really super tall i mean yeah we have tall people but the average yeah. is you know like five 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 six or something like that you know yeah wow so yeah with that the guy's gonna look way taller yeah and it, I'm, I'm gonna watch it but for sure brought up that other fight because we're talking about uh stuff that didn't happen uh yeah, that's when they were doing the previews for that, the promos for, for that, uh, that Eddie Hall put out a picture, a video um, of the two of them when they were competing in World's Strongest Man and reaching over to um, shake Thor's hand. And it makes it look like he looks at his hand and just ignores him, like blows him off, is the way they make it look like. Yeah. And then they show actual footage, and he reaches over and shakes his hand immediately. But they like slowed it down and zoomed in on the hand, the empty hand, and then cut it off before they actually shake hands to make it look like the other guy's this disrespectful asshole. And that's just not the way that it happened at all. WWF type shit. I'm going to tell you, Vince McMahon has had the formula correct since we were kids, man. Like, because, you know, wrestling is even more popular now than it was when we were children because of the, you know, the success of the internet and shit. Because everybody, if you have, if you have, you know, a lot more people can see it. Like you can stream like W uh, like so this last past weekend was yeah, Logan Paul on there. Yeah, this past weekend was um WrestleMania yesterday. And it's like WrestleMania thirty eight or something like that. And you know, Logan Paul came and um St- Stone Cold came out and wrestled. I I had no oh, idea yeah. he did that, but like, you know, he's back, I guess. But it's like huh. they are so all this like all, even in UFC now I see a lot, like they'll do like these fake ass like like stare downs where they're gonna fight each other for real or something, like you know? Brock Lesnar in DC. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. That all came from wrestling, man. Yeah. So like, yeah. because you know they they wrote it so well that we all believed it, right? Well, I think that's why like Conor McGregor and Colby Covington are so popular because they're talking shit. They're being a character. Exactly. Yeah. Well, people want people feed off a of controversy. I mean, just like even your first thing we're talking about was. Was Will Smith, you know, are you Will Smith or are you Chris Rock? You know, are you Democrat or Republican? Are you this or that? Are you yeah. Team Edward or Team Jason? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, I bring that up because it goes back to them. Like, every everybody, how long have they been pitching Team This or Team That? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's all getting, people just want to fight about something. You know? Well, like, Logan Paul's company has offered both of them like a boxing match. No, nah, this is probably Jake Paul. Oh, Jake Paul. Sorry. Like 50 million or, so something, or 30 bullshit. million. I mean, come on. They're rich as fuck, man. Jake Paul is, he's a fucking clout chaser. That's so which one, which one was the yeah. WrestleMania yesterday? Logan uh, was the one that was actually doing it, but his brother is the one that does the boxing. Oh, okay. 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 Cause his brother's the same one that reached out to like Kanye and uh, Jake. What's his name? Pete, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson or whatever. Well, you asked, I saw that the, Tyson finally gave him a price, you know, because you know they want to get Tyson, you know, fight against Tyson or whatever. Yeah. Tyson goes, I think it was on, maybe it was on hot boxing with Mike Tyson. Yeah. But it was like he was like, um, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, there's there's a, there's a number, sure. And he goes one billion dollars. 
I'll go yeah. in there and kill him for a billion dollars <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. I, I've seen clips that Tony sends me and my buddy Pauly uh, on from like from from his shows and stuff. Man, he is not there, bro. Especially when he's smoking and stuff. Like, dude, he he's on like he's things he says are so on like a different level than everybody else's level of thinking that you just never know. You, yeah. You're gonna get in that ring with him. <laughs> you're gonna fucking die. Would you ever do? Because oh, yeah. he's always he's big seen... on the toad. Would you do the toad, Ben? Oh yeah, I would. In the you know again in the right setting and everything like that. And I saw a video of a guy doing it. It looked very violent, <laughs> like his experience. I was like, yeah. oh my god, man! But I guess they say you feel like you yeah, die. You know, and so that's why I have, I have a friend that's done it, and he said that you a hundred percent feel like you die. Wow! But he said it's very uh, euphoric and blissful. And I was like, man, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta tell you, man, with that that mushroom trip that I had two days ago. That was almost exactly how I would describe that experience. Really? Is because I was, I, I can't, I don't know how to explain to somebody who didn't experience what I experienced, how you can feel pain and just euphoric bliss at the same time. Hmm. But I was a hundred percent feeling like feeling that. And you said, how many grams did you do? Well, I did four, which is a pretty decent dose anyway. Yeah. Um, But then adding that lemon to it, definitely takes things up so you just squeeze some lemon on top of it and you say like 20 minutes is like the the sweet spot no you grind up the mushrooms no i get that part so i put the mushrooms in a little bag uh, and i just kind of break them up into my with my fingers so it's into like almost a powder okay just so it um, absorbs easier and it's not as chunky to swallow and then uh yeah you squeeze Uh, i used a a full lemon i just cut it in half and squeeze each side into there and then you know mix it around so it's all covered uh and then just i say throw it back kind of like a shot because mm-hmm. it doesn't taste <laughs> and then you probably want to chase it with something real quick we do it like that it's, it's no problem um, but it's definitely a way of taking mushrooms to a different uh a different experience for sure like i said it comes on a lot faster and doesn't last as long um, but it's definitely more intense so yeah if you guys haven't done that you should definitely try that sometime are you ready? For what? For what? <laughs> no. I think, I mean, yeah, I mean. I don't understand why you're so afraid, man. Like, oh. that's that's so wild to me. I'm not, who's afraid, man? You're afraid. Shit. I do, I'll, do, I'll do 100 grams right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll probably, like, you know. Maybe you can do this by the time you have your 12-week check-in. Oh, yeah. You know when we went to oh, Eubanks yeah. party last year? Who? Chris's the Eubanks party. Oh yeah, yeah, that was like two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Yeah. So like they all ate. So Tony and a couple of our friends, they all ate uh, the mushrooms, right? And there's like 500 people. Like there's like 5,000 people in this in his house, and they're like, oh, you, "You're gonna do with us what?" I'm like, "Nah, man. Like I, I want to chill when you first. We supposed to do that shit. I heard. Yeah, that's and, not the type of study I want to do. That. And but I was doing cocaine, so you know. It doesn't, <laughs> but you know, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, let me let's get real. I mean, I had a bag of coke and I was enjoying that. But that's the thing. Like I don't understand. Like with we've heard so many people dying from fentanyl, like famous people. We've mm-hmm. known some people that have di- overdosed from this, you know, mixed with some shit. And it's like, why are you f- not afraid of that? But you're afraid to do mushrooms. Or I guess maybe because I've done it before, and you know, I've you've done coke before. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, I've done it before. But I'm saying there's other stuff that they're adding to coke now. Oh, I don't do it really. I mean, 
I'm not going to turn it down. If someone goes, hey, you want to do a gator tail? You know, I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. You go first, though. I'll wait one hour. Well, that's my point. Did you know there's more risk to that than what we're oh, talking 100%. about? Oh, 100%. I guess it's like when I first stopped oh, yeah. doing it. Because there for a while, I mean, there for like, what, 10, 12 years, I did it every time we went out, you yeah. know? But like, it would just be on the weekend when we went out. But like, it'd be like weekend party, but like, you know, I was still getting sleep and I was still, you know, but I was like every weekend. But then when I got my job at Miller, I had to pass a drug test to get a Miller Coors. Well, let's tell the truth. You got fired from your FedEx job because <laughs> you, he used to work for his parents, Ben. And so like he could get oh, away yeah. with a lot of shit. They sold the store. So then he took some time off. Then he worked for our buddy. And then he was doing like a FedEx ground route or whatever. And then you went out one weekend or so something. So we went out on Sunday and this was on thir- Wednesday when they, he's like, Hey, by the way, uh, I need you to come with me. I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I'm fixing to hit my route. I'm, I gotta go. He's like, no, you gotta go take a random drug test. You need to come in the office. This is what my buddy said that owns the routes, you know? So I went to the oh. office and he's like, okay, this is where you need to go. You, 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 you say you for your, for a drug test, blah, blah. I was like, I'm looking at him the whole time thinking he can see what I'm trying to tell, I'm trying to tell him, you know? And he's like, cause I didn't know you got drug tested after your original drug test, you know? I, well, well, you drive. Well, yeah, I was driving. So I had to have a DOT card and DOT, uh, they, the, the, the government is in charge of that. So they just, you know, every now and then they'll send random emails to like the head of FedEx uh, at that hub. And next thing you know, you have to go take a drug test. So I had to go take one. And I'm just thinking in my head, it's like, okay, well, I did some coke on Sunday. There's a good possibility it's out of my system. Man, when I pissed in that little thing for that lady and she took it, I saw how like um, dark my urine was. I was like, there's no way. That thing is definitely hot you know like baby don't, don't i was like don't even send this to the lab i'm just gonna quit my job okay i was like so they um so i was trying to i i, I was literally gonna try to like hey if i give you 100 bucks that's what i was thinking in my head i was like if i give you 100 bucks can you lose a sample and you know that's what i was thinking and all of a sudden she's like she goes all right i mean she's looking at the piss and she's like yeah good luck you know just i'm like fuck but i ended up losing that job because I, I so when they when they came back, it said I got tested positive for weed. And I'm like, jokes on you, oh. fool. Weed came up. Yeah. That's what they said. I was like, weed. I was like, uh. okay. I didn't eat no gummies or anything, but like, so I lost that job from that because my and my buddy tried to keep me on as I mean he he they were gonna put me like in a program like you know for like <laughs> so I could keep my job like you know he like was a like twelve step program I get I don't know what it was but I was telling I was telling my buddy I was like dude. Like, if you can get my job back, let's do it. Sure, I'll go see somebody once a week or whatever I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And he's like, because I actually liked the job. And it was it was hard, you know, because I was still fat as shit at that time. <laughs> uh, but, like, when I uh, I ended up losing that job, and I was like, fuck. So then I call, I call my buddy Nick up. I'm like, hey, man, I need to get a job. And for the longest time, I just told people I quit. I didn't tell anybody that, you know, I didn't tell anybody that I failed my drug test because it's kind of embarrassing at the moment at the time then. But now I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But like, I ended up, so my buddy Nick had a friend that worked at Miller Coors here in Memphis. And um, he was like, bro, I'm not giving Raul a fucking interview with the uh, the general manager of our company. Are you kidding me? He's like, just get the guy an interview. He needs a fucking job. He, he's just sitting around home not doing shit. So he's like, dude, this is the same guy that when we go out of town is missing for like 17 hours at a time. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, 
He's 100% different when, he, when he's in a work environment than he is when you see him at the weekends and shit like that. He's like, all right, all right, I'll get him, I'll get, I'll get him an interview. You know he's going to have to pass a drug test and all that shit, right? And I go, I go, all right. And so he's like, hey, man, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I'm doing this as a favor to Nick because you're not going to pass the drug test. I already know you're not going to. So, you know, uh, I waited like, so I, w- I, do, I do my interview and then, I mean, the, the, the manager hires me on the, he's like, you're hired. Don't, you know, so then like, I have to go do a lift test and all this other stuff, agility test. And so he's like, oh yeah, by the way, you have to take a drug test. This is why I'm there doing all this. He's like, oh yeah, this, we don't tell people this because we don't want, you know, like to let them know that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I take the drug test, I pass it. Um, I'm just in my head. I'm like. I was. And so, you know, I passed it. And then next thing you know, I'm working in the middle of Coors. That shit fucking, I hated that. I hated working there. Was all, they all, always randomly drug test me all of a sudden, like all the time. I'm like, this is not random anymore. I think they did seven while I was working there. And I think five of the times I, my name got pulled. I'm like, what the fuck? So I didn't oh. do shit. You know, I didn't do anything. And then I ended up getting leaving there because I, I was just asking for a little bit more money. And they're like, no, we're not going to be able to match that. And we're not, you know, no, thank you. I was like, all right, cool. Well, you know, that's fine. So that very, that when I send them my re- my resignation, my, my email, I took a screenshot and I was like, I hit the guy up at Budweiser here in town. I was like, hey, look, uh, I'm not technically working for them anymore. Can you talk to me about this now? And he was like, yes, I can. Because by you doing this, I can, I can talk to because they don't want, because they were, you know, they didn't want to take our guys because they had an agreement with, um, the owners of each company had an agreement. And next thing you know, I work at Budweiser and here we are. So basically right. having a corporate job has saved him from doing cocaine. That's the moral of the story. I, you know what? Charlie, <laughs> let's, just, let's just edit all that out. It's put moral story. Don't do cocaine. But no, I mean, I enjoy it, but I'm not, you know, it's like Tony said earlier, you just don't never know. And then I have friends that still do it all the time that I used to hang out with all the, I, mean, I still see them, but I just don't, I just don't do it. And sometimes like when we're drinking something, I'm like, man, I could really go for a fucking, but then I'm like, what am I thinking? Because if I get drug tested, I'm going to fail a drug test, you know? And but then, that should not be your fear. Your fear should be dying. And your mom find out you died from cocaine overdose or fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> but <laughs> like, you know. Every time we have this conversation, <laughs> it's always the job. And it's just, <laughs> your life is what's important, man. Yeah. But I don't do yeah. it. I, have I done it? I'm assuming. No, no. I, I mean, I don't, I've never done it. So I don't know what the lore of it is, but I mean, yeah, I haven't either. I haven't done that. Yet. I mean, I've gone this long yeah, in life. Yeah, do, <laughs> I'm just going to keep passing on that yeah, one. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely have a much better experience with psychedelics anyway. So yeah, you should try that between now and the 12 months. I mean, 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Yeah. June. What is it again? 27. It's like June 27th. I think. So maybe we can have Ben on again at that time, and then yeah, because we're gonna have your results. Oh yeah, <laughs> washboard abs, yeah. baby. <laughs> Well, Ben, uh, a whole different person by then. Did you, yeah, you uh, program for twelve weeks and get some mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> ben, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Like once again, dude, this is like so informative. All the all the great advice and things you know, and you know, I just want to say yeah, thank man, you again, man. Um, but yeah, well, I'll put it on the calendar when I go to my room because I'm old school like that. I have a calendar I have <laughs> hanging in my bedroom, like I have to write yeah. on it. So like on Friday. 
I hit this girl up that works at, I mean, she's a, uh, I, don't, I forget what she does, but um, I hit it up on Instagram. Hey, would you, would, would you think you want to do the podcast or, you know, I just want to get your story kind of thing. She'd be back. She's like, yeah, sure. I would love to. So when we finally set a date up, I was like, hey, Tony, I need you to add this to my calendar because I was on a work trip this weekend in Nashville. I was like, I need you to uh, add this on calendar. He's like, put in your, I'm surprised he didn't say put in your phone or no. But like, <laughs> and when I got home today. Yeah, I, I wanted got, to say that. I got home today and I saw it there. I was like, oh, look at my boo. Oh God! <laughs> so Ben, what? Let's give uh, let's give everybody one piece of advice. Uh, one piece of advice, I'd say, just start doing something. Whatever it is that you're thinking you should do or want to do, just start doing whatever the first step is towards that. That's the biggest thing that I think holds people back in, in, in so many things is they said I should do this or they don't know how, so they want to uh, get paralysis of analysis. They want to find out all the answers and the best way to do it. And they just don't do anything. Right. Or yeah. same thing, starting a business, people don't know what to do or they say, you know, somebody should do this or, you know, I really should do that, but they don't do anything. And, and that even ties in with, uh, you know, my biggest thing about psychedelics, we had such a good conversation on that, but you have to act, you know what I'm saying? That's the big thing with those is, is that's going to change your life. You know, psychedelics can absolutely change your life. It can open you up to a whole bunch of new stuff, but you still have to make different choices in your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you still have to put all of that into action. So people that think that they're just going to take some mushrooms and that's going to magically change them. No, like it'll open you up and you'll realize what you need to do, but then you still need to do it, you know? So that's my biggest advice, man, is whatever it is that you want to do or you've been thinking about doing or know that you need to do, just start doing something in that direction. Start moving. That's the biggest thing. It's fucking legit, man. Appreciate it, Ben. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Well, yeah, we'll talk to you again. It'll be real cool to do that back in June uh, after the, the 12 weeks. And, and yeah, for sure. Goes. For sure. I'm looking forward to that one. I am too. <laughs> Asshole. <Yeah. laughs> Don't make Ben look bad, man. His I'm, program. Hey, I'm not, because I want him back on the podcast. So he, <laughs> if I make him look bad, he's like, man, fuck this guy, man. You're going to no. be booted from the fucking program. <laughs> yeah. It's going to say Ben and Lanier on, on the skulls. It's a rah rah and Lanier. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Enjoy your evening, man. Thanks again, bro. All right. You too. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Have All a right. good one. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.